Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Episode 51, SDCC at Home, Panel Breakdown. What, what a day. Hello there. Uh, let me get myself sorted out with this. You could tell that I have been running around. I was going to change my shirt. I was going to uh, sort of have a bit of a shave, get myself sorted. Um, because this is obviously going to be one of the bigger shows, uh, especially if you're a Comic-Con fan. Um, because this is your big uh, show when it comes to the panels for Comic-Con at home. It's going to be our breakdown. Now, what I am going to be doing is also um, I'm going to take the invite uh, link and I'm going to put it onto the screen, which I know, as always, is sometimes a little bit problematic. But you know what? I think this is one. This is one episode where we can say um, we want your opinion. We want your thoughts on everything. So tell you what, I'm not going to put the um, the comments up yet. I'm going to basically do my thoughts, uh, my panel breakdown of Comic Con at home, um, and then we'll open the uh, the chat up and we'll, I'll put the link up, and you can join us on the chat uh, in the screen. If you've got your uh, a, uh, a smartphone, you can hit browser, and it'll just bring you in, and we can talk about Comic Con at home. First things first, I do want to reiterate something I put on a video uh, yesterday, which is why I believe we need to support Comic-Con at home badly. Number one, uh, Sarita P, it came, uh, did Sunday's panel come out yet? 20 minutes ago. <laughs> the I have just quickly banged up the post on the Convention Collective, but um, <laughs> it's not formatted. I haven't, I haven't done my uh, usual trickery with the the listings so it's a bit of a mess i will once i'm finished with here i will be going back into that and just tidying things up but we'll be using that post uh for all the listings and kind of discuss what we people can see on the sunday it's a relatively strong sunday it's okay it's all right but here's the thing here's the reason why you need support comic-con at home two reasons number one at the end of the day um we have been without conventions um all summer and the studios have been thinking for a while whether they should invest in coming to comic-con where they should marshal all their forces get all the production team together get the the talent involved to create a panel at, and fly them all into comic-con and make san diego comic-con and other proactive cons like new york comic-con wizard world things like that a little bit more uh, to make them relevant to make them part of the promotion engine for the last 10 15 20 years they have been we have been the, the market audience where they have seen the things that are going to work and not work by our reactions in the crowd but in recent years they have decided that if we're just we the target audience the 160,000 plus are going to go and see these things anyway and it bears no relevance to the outside world and whether they're going to go and see it it becomes a little bit of a question about whether they need to invest in promoting at San Diego Comic-Con. However, if we show that these panels are of interest and we 
um, are willing to look at all sorts of breadth of information stuff, this is the way to do it by looking at the panels, going through the listings and watching as much of it as you possibly can. So supporting um, Comic-Con International and Comic-Cons generally, that's one way of doing it by watching these panels. Then of course, uh, you do have uh, the idea of what this represents, the streaming content of San Diego Comic-Con. We've been asking for this for years. We've been asking for panels to be screened to the audience live from Comic-Con for years. We had that um, Comic-Con Direct or Comic-Con On Demand or whatever it was bloody called, uh, which failed miserably because they were trying to make it something that we didn't want, which was some kind of geek television, which frankly took the piss out of geeks, which was not fun at all. Um, at the end of the day, it was a case of um, we. This is a this is the the content that we want. We want to see the panels. We want to see. We want to enjoy and embrace Comic Con, and not some pillock with a you know side shave taking the piss out of us. So this is what we wanted. This is the content that we're after. We support this. We could be seeing live streaming content from the convention next year because this will prove there is an audience for it that's my thoughts there you go that's my my two i haven't really um said hello um this is talking con a cup of tea with an englishman in san diego um each and every week we talk comic cons con culture this week and this particular show is very specific about comic con uh, in San Diego, uh, their virtual event, which is going to be taking part uh, over the course of Thursday 23rd through till Sunday 26th, with preview night taking place on the Wednesday 22nd of July, two weeks and counting. Um, they have been posting over the last few days all of their daily uh, schedules uh, for the uh, the two weeks to go. So you've got Friday for Friday, Saturday for Saturday, etc. Today, two, half an hour ago, we got the final listings for Sunday. Now, how I'm going to break this down is a way that would usually be done by the unofficial blog, and I'm going to diss them now, so deal with it. Um, the unofficial blog have been a little bit thin on the ground when it comes to their live shows, their ramp up to what San Diego Comic-Con could be. I'm curious if it's just because there isn't an actual convention the energy isn't there. And I can understand that. I can understand that. But um, I, I, I would have thought they would have had some kind of ramp up, getting some of the people that are putting panels together, getting some of the people who are doing uh, Comic-Con exclusives, doing their panel breakdowns, uh, unless they've moved it all to Patreon, which to me speaks volumes about the unofficial blog. Um, at the end of the day, uh, well, that's... That's their choice. Um, I'm going to try and break down uh, what I feel about the um, the panels, and I'm going to do it in a way which you would have kind of expected them to do it, uh, and indeed how we would have expected it from um, a, a standard con. Let's do it as if um, we are having uh, Comic-Con International and San Diego Comic-Con legit, for real, um, and that is by having a room breakdown. I have done something a little bit bold, and 
you're going to have to excuse me on this one. A couple of comments coming in. By all means, keep those comments, and I'll try and do what I can to, to feed through. Uh, Andrew Dickerson, but it isn't a live stream, which is what I mean by it's all pre-recorded with no Q&A. So it's not going to be represent representative of not normally happens. You're quite right. You are absolutely right. And, yes, it would have been great if there was more live stream. But I can understand why Comic-Con have done it. Number one, they want to top and tail. They want to brand it. They want to make sure that you see the uh, – in fact, I really should have that to hand – has anybody seen this yet? Um, let's. Uh, I put it up on the uh, on my website and on my social media. Let me just see if I can just dig this out. Uh, this is um, something that I cobbled together from another um, video that has gone live. Um, and you're going to have to tell me what you think of this. You're going to be seeing it a lot in two weeks' time. It is the ident uh, for um, Comic Con at home. Um, I think it's rather slick, actually. I think it's rather pretty. Tell me what you think of this. So there you go. That's the video. Sorry, I had the uh, the comment from uh, um, from Andrew over the top of it again. I might just don't tell. I'm going to play again. It's really short, but you're going to be he seeing and hearing this. All very shiny. Mm, very nice. But there we go. Okay. Um, so, um, like I say, this is what I'm going to try and do. I've gone through the listing, the full panel listing of um, Comic-Con International, of San Diego uh, SDCC at home, and I've broken it down by room. I haven't gone completely mental. I haven't gone to the full extent. Um, and gone to all sorts of rooms. But I have done the top three, as you would expect. You would have Hall H, Ballroom 20, and Indigo. That's what I feel is the top three. So what I've done is an actual room breakdown. Are you ready? Let's actually get started. Let's do the programming and um, things. Let's have a look at this. Couple of comments, um, Marcy Bretts. Uh, they can put their video intro at the top of every live panel, and they're bugging everything. This is true. This they could have done this. They could have done that live. They could have done it like I did. You press a button and done it as a live panel. But I understand the, the the idea of having it top and tail. Also, it's an idea of getting everything up on YouTube uh, ready, and so there's no glitches, there's no camera dropouts, there's no guests falling due to network issues. It's nice and clean and presented. I get it. I, t I do get it. Uh, it. So it is, I mean, 100% um, pre-recorded. Um, got Carol Barrington-Bynes who's talking about um, the influence of Comic-Con International. Heroes and Lost were launched at SDCC. Following year, acknowledged that that success was because of us. It speaks volumes about, this is why Mar I'm curious about Marvel not showing up because it speaks volumes about their um, what Kevin feels about Kevin Feige feels about Comic Con that he puts lots of Comic Con footage on the DVDs and the Blu-rays. They recognise um, how important we are as an audience. So um, everyone's saying hello to each other. It's great to have a little bit of a chat on the uh, the box. It, it, by all means, say hi to each other. But let's go through this then. So, like I say, I tried my best to break it down by room. Got the the panels by hour. And when that's that's a whole H panel, that's a ballroom twenty panel. That's a um, uh, an indigo ballroom panel. That's what I've uh, done. 
about three quarters of the way through, I turned around and said, I don't understand what everyone's stressing about. This is a doddle. Get, Eddie Ibrahim, go away. I, I can, I've got this. This is easy enough. <laughs> and then I had a couple of clashes, and then it all started falling apart a little bit. But there we go. Um, Karen Session, another uh, reason for pre-recording I hear is to avoid Zoom bombing. Yeah, I, I, I totally get what they, why, why, why they've done it. Okay, so let's go for a room breakdown. Um, I'm trying to work out the best way I can just get some graphics up, so at least then it's it's no, we'll we'll keep it like this, and hopefully you get what I'm what I'm doing. Okay, this is my room breakdown, and we'll start with the Thursday. Um, I'd like I say, Hall H, um, Indigo Ballroom, Ballroom Twenty. And I've done it in the order of Hall H, Ballroom 20, Indigo Ballroom. So here we go. Um, for Hall H, for Thursday, it is, um, I wouldn't say quiet, but there's three um, headlining, uh, let's have a look, uh, yeah, two headlining uh, panels which really have uh, my attention. In fact, I think the best way to do this, <sighs> sorry about this, everybody. Um, I am going to actually bring up, um, the panels, the, the panel rooms, uh, as put together uh, on my website, the Convention Collective. So let's do um, the uh, the rooms individually. Um, let's bring up. Uh, <laughs> bear with me. I am going to. I, I the thing is, I want you to actually see, and you know, we want to sort of like talk through the uh, various uh, panel rooms. We'll start with Thursday then. And uh, if we bring this up, yeah, okay. <laughs> ah, dear me. Thursday programming, there we go. At least then you can kind of see what's going on. So we've got the, the, the panels up. Okay. First headliner um, I have chosen is um, on Thursday, and it's uh, in Hall H, and it's at um, 1 p.m. It is his dark materials. I know that um, you may wonder why I've put some of these in each room, but I think it's more a case of um, what else there is um, and what kind of faces it um, and what other rooms uh, are, are of use to it. So. The reason why I put this in Hall H, you have the likes of Daphne Keane, Ruth Wilson, Andrew Scott, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Um, they're big names. And at the end of the day, it's a, it is a Thursday Hall H panel. Um, it's the kind of thing that you would see in there. It's a little bit, it's Hollywood names, but nothing too uh, massive. But um, certainly for that room, I think uh, there's nothing that really kind of gets there. It's a slow start to the whole H programming. But it's a Q&A session. How that works, I'm not entirely sure, considering at the end of the day, they can't do Q&As. So how does the Q&A work? Um, unless it's with some uh, dedicated fans or they've done it via Twitter beforehand, who knows? Uh, so uh, His Dark Materials virtual panel starts, uh, that's a, a one o'clock on Thursday, uh, July 23rd through till two. And then directly after it at two o'clock, um, I in the, I'm keeping this in Hall H. 
um, is um, Collider Directors on Directing, and purely because of the headliners that's involved. Two o'clock through, through, uh, through three, uh, Robert Rodriguez, the director of the likes of um, Alita Battle Angel and um, From Dust Till Dawn. Colin Trevaro, um, who did Jurassic World, Dominion, and uh, the last one. And Joseph Kaczynski, uh, Kaczynski, director of Tron Legacy and Top Gun, Top Gun at Maverick, taking part in a wide-ranging and in-depth discussion about the craft of directing and projects past, present, and future, moderated by Collider's Stephen Wentrop. It's a Hollywood big splash. It's a whole H panel for me. Um, so that's why I've decided to, to choose for whole H for that one. Um, on in ballroom 20, uh, let me just uh, go back to streaming because I'm not going to scroll through for all of this one. Ballroom 20 is a, li a little bit mental because I've actually uh, decided that uh, very much like Comic-Con programming, um, ballroom 20 uh, is very much uh, taken over by, by one uh, particular company. And this is on uh, Thursday, 23rd, um, and it's, uh, it starts at 10 o'clock. Straight out the gate, uh, you've got Star Trek Virtual Panel. It's going to be featuring uh, the cast of not only uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery, uh, so you've got all your uh, major players that are involved in that, and, of course, uh, Star Trek Picard. So Sir Patrick Stewart's going to be involved. You've got a couple of the old legacy uh, players. So you've got uh, Jonathan Frakes, who can talk to the directing of the series as well. Uh, you've got um, some other uh, appealing names from the Star Trek universe. And, of course, they're going to be showing uh, some elements of the new series, um, Lower Decks. Um, so it's a big panel. Uh, that will be the one that everyone will be camping out for, 10 a.m., uh, on Thursday, 23rd, uh, that's uh, ballroom, what, my ballroom 20. Um, at 12 p.m., so you've got a bit, a bit of a uh, gap, is Amazon Prime uh, Truth Seekers, which is very much the Brits uh, getting involved. Um, I'll just see if I can bring that one up, because um, I, I quite like the look of that particular panel. Um, this is at 12. There we go. <laughs> This is going to be really awkward, but uh, you have to bear with me. I hope you don't mind. Um, it is the new supernatural uh, horror comedy from uh, Simon Pegg. Um, Nick Frost is involved. Jay Sir James Serafinowitz and Nat Sanders uh, all join in. Uh, they join in as they discuss the making of a hilarious eight-episode series about a team of part-time paranormal investigators who team up to uncover and film ghost sightings across the UK, uh, moderated by Empire Magazine's Chris Hewitt. Um, it's the start of an Amazon Prime heavy day, and it's... Um, for me, it's indicative of what you would usually get with programming from uh, Comic-Con, uh, that you have uh, a whole chunk of uh, from one company. So uh, 10 a.m. is the Star Trek virtual panel. Um, 12 p.m., you have Amazon Prime Truth Seekers. And then it's nonstop Amazon Prime from one. So Amazon Prime Utopia, uh, Amazon Prime Upload, and then at 3 p.m., Amazon Prime The Boys Season 2. Um, I think that would you would that's the kind of thing you would get from Comic Con. Uh, Amazon Prime just taking over a nice big chunk and just dropping all of their shows into one room. Ballroom Twenty, uh, I've decided would be what that would uh, look like. Um, I think it's a, I mean it's a strong day. 
um, especially when it then moves into the likes of uh, 4 p.m. Uh, Bugs Bunny 80th uh, anniversary panel. Nice little bit of a breather for the animation fans out there, but uh, considering Bugs Bunny is coming back as part of the Do uh, Warner Brothers uh, animation, you would then go straight into the uh, the grown-up shows. 5 p.m. Uh, is Van Helsing season four. Uh, so uh, celebrating um, that uh, show, which somehow still runs. I've, I've I've never seen anyone talking about Van Helsing, but it still have, obviously has still has an audience. Four seasons, and that's what they're celebrating. And that's what I've put uh, in uh, Ballroom 20 for the Thursday. And then for Indigo Ballroom on Thursday, um, a couple of uh, panels, uh, starting off with uh, 12 a.m. Duncan Town, um, which is um, the uh, a new show. Let's see if I can just uh, bring that up again. So this is at 12 uh, a.m. At 12 p.m., sorry. Uh, Duncan Phil, so I get it right. Um, this is uh, from uh, Mike and Julie Scully, uh, executive producer and star Amy Poehler. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, stars Ty Burrell, Ricky Lindholm, uh, Joy Omansky, Yasser Lester, Betsy Sodaro, and guest stars Rashida Jones and Wiz Khalifa. I mean, if you had them on a stage, you would automatically just get... Uh, um, you would get an audience. Uh, Marcy Bretz is saying, please talk about the panels with uh, limited time availability. I'm going to do my best to do the hidden gems, so don't worry, I am I am getting there. Uh, Karen Session, Amazon is sponsoring CCI at home, is probably providing technical infrastructure through Amazon Web Services. All the panels are going up through YouTube, so I can't quite see how that works. Hmm, not quite sure. Um, into the blue, Mr. D don't press the big red button. I'm trying not to, I really am. Um, and David says, hi, we've got a, a new voice, a new face. Hello there, David. Welcome all. Uh, good afternoon from Ohio. David, it's a pleasure to have you joining us. So um, this is uh, so Duncanville. I think this uh, could be a, a big kind of draw, if anything, because of the cast. I mean, that is a hell of a panel to have. Uh, and you'd like I say, you had that in uh, a physical space. You would have people queuing uh, down the street. But um, we are going to have that as a Zoom call, and that's going to be uh, interesting to watch. Directly afterwards, um, we have a look inside Marvel's 616 on Disney+. Plus. Um, another interesting, uh, oh, hello. Another interesting uh, concept, um, which, uh, let me just put that in there, there we go, um, which sounds interesting, um, if anything, because of uh, who's involved. Gillian Jacobs, uh, Paul Shear, and executive producer Sarah Amos and Jason Sturman. Uh, you've got Angelique uh, Rock, who doesn't just uh, show up for anything uh, when uh, Disney Plus have come calling. That's what they're going to do. So it's 616, exploring how Marvel's rich, rich legacy of stories, characters, and creators exist in a world outside your window. With a doc It's a documentary series uh, coming to Disney Plus. So that's going to be on Thursday at 1 between 2. Um, after that, uh, three, a bit of a, a break if uh, this would be Indigo Ballroom. Time to go and get yourself uh, some nachos or uh, a bit of fresh air from outside, uh, especially in Indigo Ballroom where uh, air conditioning is at a premium. Um, then it goes into uh, HBO Max. A bit of a, an animation uh, event here. HBO Max and Cartoon Network Studios Close Enough, which is their uh, current uh, big show that they're promoting very heavily. Uh, on HBO Max, um, bit of an, an adult show, but um, I'm certain they would do something interesting with a panel. 
Um, so that's at 3 p.m. At 4 p.m., uh, you've got the blacklist. Now, the blacklist, um, uh, as uh, some of you may know, um, came to a bit of a, an ignoble end. Uh, it's something that uh, uh, people have uh, wanted to see this uh, close in a proper style, but um, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, so what they're going to be doing is something a little bit unique. They're going to be actually animating the close of um, the, the series. Uh, let's see if I can just uh, find the panel. Uh, so you do have executive producer and uh, creator John Bokenkamp, uh, executive producer John Edenrath, series stars uh, Diego Klatanoff and Harry Lennox, uh, joined, to, joined by Proof uh, Inc.'s visualization supervisors Adam Coglin and Matt Perrin to discuss how they uh, stepped up the challenge of completing the season with partial animation after production was shut down due to the pandemic. So, moderated by Filiana Nig, uh, the senior editor of Entertainment Night, I think this could be interesting. Uh, the uh, finale is going to be put up onto the NBC app and Peacock. Um, as an as a blacklist fan, um, I'd also be interested to see who else shows up. Uh, James Spader as a special guest, perhaps, just uh, kind of dropping in for a bit of a Zoom chat and uh, discussing his role on it. Who knows? But it is an interesting way for the show to be completed uh, via animation. Who knows? Um, uh, that's rather uh, cool. And then to wrap things up uh, for myself, another hour break, and then at 6 p.m., uh, this will be the virtual Indigo Ballroom, Mystery Science Theatre 3000. Um, you do have uh, the uh, the guys behind the show, uh, the original uh, show, as it were, and um, uh, talking about how um, Mystery uh, Theater, Science Theatre 3000 is going to be moving forward. Um, obviously, it had its uh, revival on Netflix. You do not have any of the Netflix uh, cast that has been uh, listed on the programming. Uh, so, obviously, the show itself is no longer uh, continuing on that particular... Uh... Oh, Dan Berry, the Blacklist animated season finale already aired here. It was interesting. We'll have to check that out. I missed that one. Okay. Um, <sighs> Yeah, I've been watching other things, so obviously I uh, missed that one. Um, but um, interesting to hear that uh, they are still wanting to continue with uh, Mystery Science Theatre 3000, and it is the original guys that are wanting to continue. Uh, in other words, they under they got the attention via Netflix, and they got the flashy money from that company. But now it's time, they, I think they feel, to take it back to uh, back to some kind of uh, normality. So that's my uh, that's my take on uh, Indigo Ballroom. Um, it's, it's a relatively slow start, but certainly for myself, Ballroom 20 would be the big um, uh, uh, draw with that Star Trek, the Amazon Prime uh, shows, and also um, the uh, Van Helsing season four as well. Uh, the Boys, of course, is going to be a big draw on that particular day as well. So that's a Thursday. Uh, Friday, um, it's uh, let's have a look. Um, like I say, just to explain, if you have just joined us and you're wondering what's going on, I'm trying to do a panel breakdown, but I'm trying to do it as though the thing is happening for real and you have rooms to, to go and queue up for. Ball, Hall H, Ballroom 20, and Indigo Ballroom are the ones that I'm going for. We're going to have a look at some of the other um, uh, days as well, um, so the other small panels and what would be appearing in the other smaller rooms, but we'll get to those in a second. Okay, um, let's have a look then at Friday. And to be fair for myself, especially if I was going to be breaking this down into um, Hall H, Ballroom 20, 
and um, Indigo, this will be actually the big day for me for um, uh, for Hall H, um, because you have the likes of Charlize Theron uh, that's going to be having her uh, spotlight panel. Um, this is uh, an action hero, um, uh, female action hero career um, retrospective, considering that at the end of the day, she is now uh, one of the biggest stars this week uh, with the uh, release of The Old Guard on Netflix. Uh, so you've got um, what she has brought to her uh, massive roles, uh, evolution of a badass. Um, so Now, the thing is, Charlize Theron has actually already had an action hero spotlight panel at San Diego Comic-Con about four years ago um, uh, when they were leading up to the promotion of Atomic Blonde. So this is kind of like an evolution of that because at that point we hadn't had Mad Max Fury Road, we hadn't had Old Guard. So now it's um, the uh, evolution of that. Um, in this lengthy retrospective, apparently, um, uh, moderated by uh, Terry Swartz, Theron discusses the evolution of the modern female action hero, the roles that inspired her, and what can, drives her to constantly push her limits with fight training. This is on the Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, Pacific to 11 a.m. Um, I think that's a pretty strong panel, actually. Um, it then moves into um, what would be a, a kind of similar panel to the uh, Women Who Kick Ass, perhaps. Something that maybe you'd think would be programmed somewhere else uh, in uh, Comic-Con, but I'm going to keep this one in Hall H uh, because um, while you may not know the names, um, I think they have a lot of influence, certainly when it comes to um, Hollywood. Entertainment is female, a conversation with Hollywood executives. This is at 11 a.m. From the companies that brought you Transformers, the Lego movie, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, The Walking Dead, Lumberg Jane's, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Women executives discuss how they are pushing for female representation in Hollywood while adapting comics and games to the big screen. Some big names, like I say, you may not know who they are, but you will by the end of this panel. It's one of those which I think at 11 a.m. in Hall H, just as a palate cleanser from a big panel to start and then moving on to uh, some uh, bigger panels throughout the rest of the day. Um, at which point I've then put a little bit of a break um, uh, just uh, the 12 o'clock, um, there's nothing really that would sit inside the Hall H space, but from there you get into uh, 1 p.m. and it is The Walking Dead. 11th San Diego Comic-Con appearance with a panel spotlighting a certain Doom which will air as a standalone episode later on this year. Not only do you have cast members like Norman Reedus, Melissa McBride, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Lauren Cohen, Josh McDermott, um, Ross Marquand, Kari Payton and Paolo Lazo, and Seth Gillum as well. Um, this um, would be a very strong panel for cast, but then you've also got the return of Chris Hardwick, uh, obviously the host of Talking Dead as the as a uh, Comic-Con panel host. I'm not sure if he returned last year. You're going to have to let me know in the comments if that was the case. Has the uh, shadow of Chris Hardwick uh, finally passed? But he's back for this one. Um, it's the AMC's Walking Dead, and that is at 1 p.m. I've then put at 2 p.m., um, and this is just to, to follow more than anything. Uh, so it would uh, keep with the theme of what would be in Hall H, which is AMC's The Walking Dead World Beyond, which is the third series in the wildly successful Walking Dead universe. Moderated again by Chris Hardwick, you have the likes of uh, um, Aiega Royale, Alexa Mansour, Hal Cumston, Nicholas Cantu, Nico Tortrella, uh, Julia Ormond, and uh, Joe Holt. Uh, talking about this new series, um, uh, delving into a new mythology of The Walking Dead. 
Um, two o'clock, two, three, this is on Friday. Um, that This feels like a natural Hall H fit to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, which would allow them to uh, just continue the conversation from that major panel. I'm surprised they didn't actually tag it on um, as a continuous stream. Uh, a two-hour panel on The Walking Dead, I think, would have made a little bit more sense. But that's what uh, they've gone to separate it down. Uh, so you've got The Walking Dead well beyond. Um, I've then completely um, had a gap between three and five because there was nothing that I felt could sit in a whole H space uh, in the panel. Uh, you, I mean, you're going to get this a little bit over the course of uh, this particular stream, that there is those gaps which I couldn't find something. At the end of the day, we are talking uh, a much reduced um, uh, uh, panel listing, um, and there is only so much that you can fit into uh, so many of the rooms. But the next one that I have put into what would be Hall H is Deep Blue Sea 3, the panel. Um, new discoveries, dangerous predators emerging in the middle of the ocean in Warner Brothers, highly anticipated feature film, Deep through Blue Sea 3. Follow-up success of the deep, breakout success of Deep Blue Sea 2. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, considering that Sharknado franchise director Anthony Ferrente uh, will moderate the panel, it speaks volumes about this particular thing. It's a Hollywood panel. It belongs in Hall H, if anything, just to wrap things up. It's a strange Friday, but it's the way I feel it would work. Just go back to comments to see if there's anyone uh, jumping in with anything. Uh, into the blue, Mr. Three till five, bathroom break and snacks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Andrew English, I miss Deep Blue Sea 1 and 2. Deep Blue Sea 1's pretty good. Uh, that's okay. Um, Andrew English, um, 6 o'clock to 3 a.m. GMT. We'll miss the last three hours of each day. But uh, unless, of course, you want to stay up, maybe for an hour or so for um, uh, a couple of the last ones. Uh, who's who knows? Andrew Dickinson is talking about clashes. We're going to get into clashes in a second. These are, like, say the the choices I've put for these three big rooms. So there we go. Um, but that is what I would put in Hall H on the Friday. Uh, ballroom twenty for Friday. Um, big room um, and uh, some big shows. Like I say, I've kind of gone for the uh, those big TV shows that would really grab uh, people's attention. Starting. At 11 a.m. Uh, with Vikings uh, celebrating six seasons. Um, it's a popular show, and I think um, it's a ballroom 20 show. Um, it's one of those which um, has it has ballroom 20 just written all over it for me. Um, so uh, you have. Let's have a look if I can just track down the listing for it. It's in here somewhere. I really should use the search, shouldn't I? That would make life a little bit easier. In fact, I think I will because it's just easier. So we'll go with uh, Vikings. There it is. So six celebrate seasons of the series. Um, the cast are all joining in, discussing their favorite moments from the past six and a half um, and what makes Vikings so extraordinary, moderated by Kate Hahn from 11 a.m. till 12. Um, I think this is a Ballroom 20 panel starting off the day. It's a, a popular show, so I can I kind of get it. Um, followed at 12 with um, AMC's Fear the Walking Dead. Um, it, uh, yes, it could have worked um, as a kind of uh, continuation or uh, prequel to uh, uh, the 
uh, Walking Dead um, stuff in Hall H, but I feel it's more of a ballroom 20 panel. So you will be running from one side of the building to the other. I think it's the, the, the two shows do separate down from the uh, the um, the Hall H vibe to uh, ballroom 20. Although it speaks volumes that uh, the cast is incredibly strong. Lenny James, Jenna Elfman, Alicia Debham Carey, Domin Domingo, Danae Garcia, Karen David, Ruben Blades, all joined by um, Scott M. Gimple and uh, Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg, who are the showrunners of this particular series. Sixth season, uh, premiere later on this year, moderated by Chris Hardwick. Um, so you've got um, the season six of uh, Fear the Walking Dead explores what has become of the unlikely family once united by a mission to help those in need. After being torn apart by v v Virginia and her pioneers, the group is now dispersed across her far-reaching settlements. Morgan's last message at the end of season five employed the group to just live, and the season will see what it means to each of them. Uh, 12 o'clock till one, it will be the kind of thing that you would watch and then rush very quickly over to Hall H to see if you can get in. <laughs> uh, to uh, on the uh, on the Friday, um, but that's the one I've gone for. Fear the Walking Dead. Um, at two o'clock, um, you have um, a what would be a a ballroom twenty um, stalwart, and also to be fair, um, a kind of uh, a panel which you would expect from. Uh, all the, uh, the 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 Comic Con listings, Entertainment Weekly's Brave Warriors, um, a selection of today's male heroes, including Joseph Morgan from Brave New World, Asif Mandivi from Evil, Jocko Sims from New Amsterdam, and Ian Van Kuzik from MacGyver, and Michael Mando from Better Call Saul. Um, this is an Entertainment Weekly panel. It's something they do every year. So Entertainment Weekly have just turned around to Comic Con and say, "Can we continue to do our panels?" And that's I, I think they've done exactly that. So that's two o'clock. Um, why then put uh, into uh, this uh, particular um, room is Hellstrom. Um, I think uh, this this seems like a Ballroom 20 show, if anything, because they're going to want to try and get as many eyes on this particular uh, program as possible. Um, Tom Austin, Sidney Lemon, Elizabeth Marvel, if anyone recognizes any of these names, please let me know. Uh, talk about some family drama. Join Hellstrom showrunner uh, Paul Zimbowski. I'm trying to decipher that. Zimbowski? Mm. Um, it's a horror series that is being put together by Hulu, uh, moderated by Laura Prudham. Um, it's going to be a way of getting as many voices onto that, uh, uh, faces onto that uh, panel as possible, and I will put that in Ballroom 20. But it then is uh, followed uh, by um, a headliner, um, which is Robert Kirkman at home. Um, this would be a very similar panel to like your Joss Whedon uh, kind of setup, being uh, not only the uh, the creator behind The Walking Dead, but also his new books, Invincible uh, Firepower, which has only just come out. I think this would be kind of like that spotlight panel where he stands with a microphone and just extols. Uh, so uh, that I've put into. Um, uh, ballroom 20, followed <laughs> by uh, Mr. Joss Whedon himself. It's just a Zoom with Joss Whedon. No real description about what this is, but it's just going to be him extolling his own uh, particular thing. I'm curious to see if this one's going to be live. Um, I doubt it very much. Um, what 
Joss Whedon works best with is a crowd uh, with a microphone in front of him. I'm curious to see how that would actually work. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not entirely sure how it, it would work. It would be better as a live presentation. But there you go. You've, you get what you get, I suppose. Um, Andrew English, looking at the clock from 5 till 6 is when I have to get up for work. Understandable. Here in the UK, we will be slightly buggered. But at least then you can go back. It's YouTube. You can go and um, watch it later on in the day. Um, and then to wrap things up with what I would put into Ballroom 20 is the, the TV Guide uh, fan favourites. The magazine is entirely devoted to TV, hosting its 11th annual, uh, annual Gathering of Stars. Uh, you've got uh, the likes of Hale Appleman from The Magicians, Lindsay Morgan and D uh, Richard Harmon from The 100, Robbie Amell from Upload, and that's the reason why I put it in Ballroom 20, um, Kate, Kennedy McCann from Nancy Drew, Alex Newell from Zoe's, um, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Jerry Ryan, Ryan from Star Trek Picard, Harvey Grillen from What We Do in the Shadows, Chris Chalk from Perry Mason, and Ashley Murray from Riverdale, all moderated by Damien Holbrook. It that's going to be a big panel. Um, I can imagine a lot of people paying attention to that one, uh, purely because at 6 p.m. it's one of those close of the day kind of uh, presentations. Um, it's a lot of names, and it would be a, a really cool uh, conversation. Trading stories of fan encounters, backstage tales, and the importance of representation for fans of every walk of life. I think that will be a nice, strong day. Uh, from Vikings, Fear of the Walking Dead, Brave New Warriors, Hellstrom, it feels like a Ballroom 20 lineup. So there we go. Uh, so this is Friday. What I then put into um, the uh, Indigo um, is it's all animation, um, which is uh, kind of the kind of thing you'd see in an a, a Indigo ballroom. Uh, that TV and animation, but it is all animation. Um, so you have 11 a.m. Adventure Time, Distant Lands. That you would just have people uh, lining up very first thing in the morning, uh, Adventure Time. You just have fans coming out of the woodwork. 3 p.m., a uh, nice big gap between Adventure Time and the next one. HBO Max is the adult animation panel, uh, what they've got planned uh, for their um, upcoming um, bits and pieces. So if I go to... Uh, Okay, maybe not. There we go. Right. Uh, showrunners of uh, Robot Chicken, Samurai Jack, Gendy Tarkovsky's Primal, Black Dynamite, Laser Wolf, and Spy Final Space, including the likes of Seth Green, Matthew Senrick, Genry Tarkovsky, Carl Jones, Henry Bunsu, and Olin Rogers. From three till four, for fans of animation, that is just going to be a given. Um, and not only that, but um, I mean, I would show up just for uh, Gendy Tartofsky because the man's a legend. But um, yeah, it's the kind of thing I would put into uh, Indigo, uh, especially when you've got all that animation just back to back. A little bit adult, perhaps, but hey, that's for 3, 3 p.m. But then again, you're going into um, 4 p.m. Uh, Bob's Burgers. Um, and Archer at home at five. So that kind of gives you that um, that sense of how I kind of separate it all down. Um, what you should be getting a sense of by now is a, it's a strong panel lineup uh, for any convention. I think this it, it does kind of hold up. Um, I think there's some real names that are showing up to represent. Um, Aisha Tyler, Chris Parnell, Judy Greer, 
uh, Amber Nash, Lucky Gates, uh, Casey Willis, who's the executive producer. That's a great little panel. I think that would be uh, a fantastic way to uh, get into your uh, into your Friday. Um, and yeah, I think if you would be up for getting in nice and early at 11 a.m. and you're an animation fan, you would be there for the majority of the day. So that tells me that it's a strong lineup uh, for this year. Right, into the Saturday. I am going to say that the... Um, I, I mean, I don't know what people's thoughts are so far. I mean, do jump in. Let me know. I mean, Carol Huntington Burns, that's my Friday. Absolutely. Uh, you, you're quite right. Marcy Bretts, who has submitted a panel for Comic-Con, baffled and dismayed at the lack of infrastructure for live interactions and chats, even amongst the attendees. It depends. I'm guessing the Q&As are still going to be up and running. Um, the videos are going to run. The Q&A is going to run so people can kind of chat. But isn't that going to be a little bit like talking in the panel? Um, the audience isn't. The, sorry, the, the panelists aren't going to see it. Um, I get what you're saying. I mean, then again, this is kind of representing to what I, I said at the very top of the show. We show willing to this, we could be seeing live panel presentations from Comic-Con going forward, and that's when we have that interaction. We'll see how it goes. I do, Marcy, I totally get what you're saying, though. Um, at the end of the day, it's just putting a video out there. Um, it's not a Twitch stream. It's not anything interactive. It is more of a presentation. I get it. Right. Um, I personally think, like I say, the Saturday is particularly strong. Not for Hall H. Hall H was a bit of a slowish panel. Um, I mean, they had that great Charlize Theron uh, panel to start things off. But then it just kind of uh, quietens off a little bit. Well, as it happens, the Saturday, like Comic-Con traditionally, um, it is one that uh, gets itself its fair share of big names. And I'm, yeah, let's see what we what you think of this. Uh, like I say, these are what I would put into Hall H. Um, so it starts, for me, at 12 o'clock it is a bit of a slow you know start i mean there's nothing to kind of like feed in before that uh, but um the big uh, uh, panel of the day for me is uh, constantine uh because it's a 15th anniversary reunion it's one of two appearances by keanu reeves uh on uh, comic-con at home today uh, so you have Keanu Reeves, director of uh, Francis Lawrence, and uh, producer Akiva Goldsman re reuniting to reflect on the making of the 2005 uh, DC Comics adaptation, uh, moderated by Collider's uh, uh, editor-in-chief, Stephen Weintraub. It's a shame that they don't have any more people involved from the uh, the cast. Um, it would have been great to have Rachel Weisz taking part. It would have been great possibly to get Shia LaBeouf involved, um, getting... Um, uh, basically, this is a, if you look back at um, uh, Constantine, the cast is very impressive indeed. Um, and it's a film which, if you'd have taken Constantine off the title, it'd have been a very strong film. It's not John Constantine, but that's just a niggle of us Constantine fans. So there we go. It's a 15th anniversary panel. That's at 12 o'clock uh, on Saturday. Directly after that, uh, it's always good to have Guillermo del Toro 
going to be showing up uh, with Scott Cooper on antlers and filmmaking. If I can just open this up in the second uh, tab and I'll uh, just see if I can find, there is no other details about that particular panel. At the end of the day, it's Guillermo del Toro and he's worth the price of admission alone and he does very, very well when it's sharing with other filmmakers as well. There's a great um, bounce and a, a real kind of uh, uh, contrast of styles. Uh, they've, he's done it before, and I'm certain that this will be a really cool uh, presentation uh, on the idea of filmmaking um, by these two uh, filmmakers. So that's at 1 p.m. Um, so if you could imagine this is Hall H, you would then move into on Saturday at 2 p.m. Yes, it's Women Rocking uh, Hollywood 2020, supporting female-helmed film and TV. I turned around and said on Twitter, um, where is the uh, Women Who Kick-Ass panel? This is possibly as good as it's going to get, and I would suspect this is the kind of thing that Eddie Ibrahim would program on a Saturday afternoon right in the middle of the day. Um, admittedly, it's more the people behind the camera, so you have the likes of Nisha Ganter, who's director of Late Night and the High Notes, Lauren Wolkenstein, who's the director on Cloak and Dagger, Gina Priest-Brifewood, who's uh, director of uh, Love and uh, Basketball and also The Old Guard, so uh, she's very much uh, a person on the rise. Zetna Fuentes, uh, director of Jessica Jones, and uh, Alison Emilio, director of Reframe. Um, yeah, this is the equivalent of the uh, Women Who Kick-Ass panel, and for better or worse, I happen to like the idea of putting this on a premier stage. So I've decided to do what uh, Eddie Ibrahim would do and put that front and center. Um, Andrew English, each has an individual YouTube URL, so no individual channels to just watch without having to switch between URLs. No, um, I. <laughs> this is the limitations of what they've decided to go for. They haven't gone with Twitch but they have decided to go with YouTube, which is the more open and democratic um, way of doing panels. Uh, Twitch, it's about, there's that element of making money. Comic-Con, if you go to, back to its roots, it's a, a whole bunch of nerds out of a garage eating Pizza Hut and planning a Comic-Con. It has become this huge, massive monster, but as so long as you come from it from that West Coast vibe, um, I think that's where it becomes more apparent. So you have the idea of um, that kind of sort of let's um, get let's get a barn and put on a show. It's that if you get that kind of vibe, I totally get it. But at the end of the day, the names have uh, totally uh, showed up. Like I said, it's um, one of two panels that have uh, uh, seeing uh, Keanu uh, show up because you do have, of course. Uh, Bill and Ted. Now, let's see if it just... Uh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Why is that showing up? Okay. I'm fairly sure why that's not uh, finding it. It's at three o'clock, and it's Bill and Ted facing music. Like I say, the second one of... Um, oh, I know why, because I'm searching the wrong one. <laughs> there it is. Bill and Ted facing music. Again, a strong cast list. Um, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, uh, William Sadler, director Tim, Dean Barisot, and, and the writers as well, Ed Solomon and uh, Chris Matheson, both of which have been doing a great job on social media promoting this film. It's going to be a lively panel, moderated by Kevin Smith. I mean, come on. If anything, if you would uh, pick headlining panels of the entire weekend, 
probably going to be this one. Um, it's going to be uh, quite the, uh, you're going to get a lot of chat and a lot of discussion on the, any Q&A. Um, but uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter uh, bringing Bill and Ted uh, to uh, Comic-Con. That is very much a Saturday panel at Comic-Con. Um, a little bit of a break between four and five. And then I put this in there, and I hope you don't mind. Um, my equivalent of what would be a Hall H uh, show, considering that at 5 p.m. there isn't a great deal to go up against this particular panel, uh, what we do in the shadows at the end of the day is a massive, massive hit. Matt Berry, Natasha Demetro, uh, Kevin Novak, Mark Prosak, and Garvin, Harvey Gwellian, and Haley Joe Osmond is going to be showing up to uh, moderate it. Uh, between five and six, um, it is uh, a massive hit, and I would say that that will be a nice way to wrap up um, Saturday in Comic-Con. It's not Marvel. It's not Fox. And indeed, a lot of the big names are missing. Sony, Paramount, Universal. Um, they are not putting on their big, show, big presentation. And this is where we need to persuade them to come. That's why I think we should support Comic-Con at home. And then to uh, wrap up what I would have uh, called uh, this particular um, Hall H is an evening with Kevin Smith. And for um, Andrew, I think this is where I definitely agree with the whole idea of what um, uh, the idea of a live presentation means. The one thing that Kevin Smith thrives on, especially at Comic-Con, is an audience interaction, looking into people's eyes and going off on a riff. Yes, he can look to camera and he can do on a presentation like nobody's business, but doesn't he do it like four or five times a week already? What will make this special? That's the question. Um, talking son in lockdown, which is something which he's been writing with his daughter's boyfriend, uh, unveils a new Funko Pop and drops the first look of his new film, Kilroy Was Here. Could be interesting. Uh, chats about a new podcast which he's created with his daughter, Harley Quinn-Smith, and reveals how to get your very own Moobies cow tipper. It's a, it's a Comic-Con panel. It's Kevin Smith, and it's the end of the day. Six. How long is going to go on for is going to be interesting because it says there's six while seven. Has a Kevin Smith panel ever gone on just for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> in Hall H? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Karma Savage, uh, Funimation had their rooms, swag and chat with live commentary all on one site. It was glorious. Yeah, uh, I've seen other various uh, virtual cons where it has been a virtual convention uh, where it's been, um, it was done on StreamYard, so it was bringing guests in while they were playing little video clips and using the kind of, the with StreamYard, you have kind of like guests in the background so you can just drop them in and go as the day progresses. Doing individual panels, I understand the issue, but I also think it um, allows studios and presentations to be uploaded uh, individually, and they can also monitor which panels are getting the most attention. Uh, Andrew Dickerson letting us know, um, Kim and Smith was 90 minutes last year, so there we go. Right. Um, so that's what I would put into Hall H. Uh, Indigo Ballroom. Uh, sorry, um, Ballroom 20 for the Saturday. Um, it starts pretty much from the word go, which is um, The Simpsons. And it's just uh, go to the right one, The Simpsons. There you go, Simpsons at home. 
Um, season 32. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, the fact that you've got the likes of um, Yardley Smith, um, who's obviously um, Bart in the show, but you've got um, a lot of uh, the uh, the people behind the show, Al Jean, Matt Selman, David Silverman, how interesting this show or this panel can be after this length of time. If you are a regular to Comic-Con and you've sat through the Simpsons panel, you sit through it once, you've sat through it again. So what they can do to make it interesting, we'll find out. It's 11 a.m. on the, uh, the Saturday. Um, but uh, a little bit of a break, and then you have um, the first of uh, a panel uh, presentation. Oh, hang on a second. Not that one. That comes a little bit later down the line. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, that in a bit. Um, this at 1 p.m. Um, I've put this in um, Hall H. Oh, sorry, in um, uh, uh, Ballroom 20 because it's a big enough panel. Um, and also it depends who shows up to present it, considering it's being put together by Leonardo DiCaprio's Appian Way. And I can imagine they'll do their best to get him involved with a small present, uh, speech to camera. Um, it's going to be moderated by uh, Dr. May Jameson, and it's a documentary series about the, um, the U.S. space program, which is something which people are getting more excited about because, quite frankly, we need the optimism as produced by um, those brave men and women. Um, May Jameson is, of course, um, a former U.S. astronaut, um, but uh, let's see who else. Oh, right, okay, we do have um, the panelists. I mean, look at that little lot. That's a name and a half, a bunch of names and a half. Colin Donahue um, as Captain Gordon uh, Cooper. If anyone can recognize any of the others, by the way, they don't kind of jump out to me. Um, Mika Stock, that name sounds familiar. Um, I am also quite liking in the listings that they're putting the social media stuff in there. This was put up uh, by Marcy, as she rec uh, noted it as well. Yeah, it's uh, a good point that it's it's there uh, that uh, people can then interact with it and uh, find out more once the panel's gone but uh, yeah going up on disney stuff uh, disney plus the right stuff um <laughs> moving over to the other uh, streaming uh, network is um let's uh, type this right for all mankind for all mankind uh, at 2 p.m uh, Joel Kinnaman, Michael Dorman, Sarah Jones, Chantel Van Steen, Jodie Balfour, Ren Smith, Sonia Walger, and Chris Marshall gathering for a uh, conversation looking back on season one of the show. I do know that they're, well, it has been uh, acclaimed, and it is looking forward to a second season that is going to be going up on Apple. Um, it depends on whether that show grabbed your attention, and indeed, you were a, a um, Apple subscriber. I don't know many people that were, but this was one of the shows that actually got people's attention and got them signed up for it. So it's one of those shows which would uh, benefit from lots of eyeballs, and that's why I put it in Ballroom 20. Speaking of um, a show that deserves uh, some eyeballs on it is Brave New World at 3 o'clock, um, based on Aldous Huxley's groundbreaking novel. Um, I'd say between this and Foundation, as uh, well, this foundation and Dune are the three sci-fi mega hits that are due in the next year, a couple of years or so. Um, this one actually is the first one that comes out the gate, coming to Peacock on uh, July fifteenth. So uh, it will be out first episode um, by um, the time um, this particular panel goes live. 
Uh, but you have the likes of Alden Eilenreich, uh, Jessica Brown Finlay, Harry Lloyd, Hannah John, uh, John Kamen, Nina Sianza, uh, Carl Bambury, and Joseph Morgan. It's a strong cast, and it's a hell of a story. I'm curious to see how it's going to uh, play out. It's a good show, um, or it's a good um, book. Um, it's a historic um, show, but um, curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, let's have a look at this. Uh, we've got ourselves. Um, Dan Berry talking about um, the Simpsons panel. No, Matt Groening. No, doesn't look like uh, that's the case. Uh, Into the Blue Mist, I caught one of Kevin Smith's Babylons in 2014. The man can talk the back legs of a donkey. Last Was it last night or the night before they did their um, uh, uh, Fat Man Beyond? And they called it a small show. It was two hours long. Good Lord. The, yeah, it's just, just something else. Karma Savage, five, I take it. I'm fine with just Highlander. I think they're talking about uh, the old guard. <laughs> That's It's Highlander with um, machine guns. Um, I, I think it's interesting that you're talking about Highlander when there was only the one film made. Um, and I believe there was a TV series that was rumored. that There was only the one show, uh, one film that was made. <laughs> I'm being facetious. You know who I am. Um, let's have a look at this. Um, uh, let's have a look. Um, Colin Donahue, Hook from Once Upon a Time. Oh, right, yeah, I know him. Oh, I know of him. I mean, indeed, Michael Pay. Uh, P, we were in a play together during our freshman year. Yes, Michael. Wow. Okay, that's a name to drop. Congratulations on that one, dude. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. Um, I think it's this could be an interesting show. Um, there was another sci-fi um blockbuster one of the the seminal tomes um which was came to uh uh got made and it speaks volumes that i can't remember its name or indeed who was in it and it just disappeared i'm hoping that this survives better than that i'm i've got a real concern about uh, the those big three at the end of the day as legacy sci-fi books, they are undisputed. But what kind of audience can that actually garner? Um, Dune, I'm really afraid that's going to go Blade Runner 2049 on us. Um, Foundation, I'm afraid that is looking like an astonishing-looking show. I'm afraid it's going to get dismissed. We'll see what promotion's like. We'll see how the actual show holds up, but there we go. That's Brave New World at three. Uh, a show, however, which I think has a lot more appeal to it, however, is this one. Um, if anything, because uh, Greg Rucker is um, on fire at the moment, obviously, with uh, the old guard. Um, at 4 p.m., you have the stars and executive producers of Stumptown. Um, it's going to be returning to ABC for a highly anticipated season two. Colby Smulders, Jake Johnson, and Michael Ely will be joined by Jason Reitman, uh, David Bernard, uh, Ruben Fletcher, and uh, Greg Rucker to talk about um, not only what uh, the after effects of the last season, but also what's going to be coming up afterwards. That's on Saturday for a while five. Like I say, I've put it into my ballroom 20. Um, uh, directly following that, I mean, I think you may see a little bit of a theme here. Um, it is uh, Winona Earp. Um, this one is a show which is obviously incredibly popular, but it's one of those which has a very niche audience. So we'll see how that goes. 
Um, it's 5 p.m. Um, you've got the season four premiere taking place on Sunday, uh, July 26th. So the day before the premiere uh, comes of the new season, this panel will be going out with all of the cast. Melly uh, Scrifano, uh, Tim Rosson, Dominique Provost-Chokley, Catherine Barrell and Farron Saranga joining uh, showrunner Emily Randers talking about um, this uh, very popular show. And then to finish on, um, I've put uh, this particular uh, effort, which is AMC's NOS for R2, um, or NOS for, for R2. Um, Zachary Quinto, Joe Hill, Jamie O'Brien going to be uh, joining us, uh, doing this particular panel. To be fair, it's only the four names, including the moderator, um, Clark Collis. How much they can actually talk about is going to be interesting, considering that the, uh, the second season kicks off, um, well, it kicked off last month, it's how much they can actually talk about the new season, a season in progress. I seem to remember a um, Sons of Anarchy panel where everyone was just asking, so what's going to be happening later on this season? And the cast and crew up on the stage just went, watch, this, watch the show. We're not going to tell you. We're not going to spoil it for you. So what can they actually talk about? That's what I'm curious about uh, on that particular regard. So there we go. That's um, what I would put into uh, Ballroom 20. Let's have a look at this. Uh, Solicitor Smeg. I've seen Old Guard on Netflix. Uh, is it good? I need a new show to watch. Um, it's a film. Uh, it's uh, a film uh, produced by Sundance and Charlize Theron. Um, I'd say it has some pacing issues. It has one or two character development issues. Um, but if you think of a really well put together roller coaster ride which has that really slow build up getting up to the top of the uh top of the uh the, the start of the ride and then it just kicks off it is a roller coaster ride and a half i would check it out i think it's a lot of fun there's some really cool moments in it charlie saron is badass the uh the cast is fantastic in it like I say, it's just more about what I feel for streaming films. They kind of pad it out because they don't necessarily have enough money to absolutely fill every single frame. But they get there, and there's some really good uh, shows. Andrew Dickinson says, uh, I see it. There's only one true film panel in the whole weekend, Bill and Ted. Um, I wouldn't go that far. There are other film panels, but that's certainly the headliner for me, and I suspect for you as well into the blue mister that nosferatu is going to veer off into lock and key territory lock and key i'm surprised hasn't got a panel i'm going to pull up a tweet which i uh, put out i'm surprised by some really big noticeable absences okay we're an hour in and we've still got um uh, the uh, last one of the uh, indigo ballroom to do and i've still got some other uh, stuff to do so let's go let's crack on uh saturday um, I uh, started with uh, Warner Brothers Secret Origins of Saturday Morning Cartoons um, because, uh, the, I mean, it's, it's all animation for me uh, when it comes to Indigo. So um, I think this one could be interesting. Um, Leonard Moulton is going to be moderating it. Um, and safe to say the man knows his stuff. So if he's passionate about something, it's going to be something worth being passionate about. Um I don't know, I wouldn't know many of the things that they talk about because they didn't make the translation across the pond. Um, so for example, Johnny Quest, uh, Lippy the Lion, Space Ghost, I don't remember seeing over here in the UK. 
but you've got the likes of Popeye and Looney Tunes and Merry Medley, so I can understand this is going to be a really cool retrospective panel. I think that would be nice. But then, of course, you've got the new breed, um, which is uh, Phineas and Ferb, the movie, which is coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, stars Ashley Tinsdale, uh, Vincent Martella, Mullet Palanqui, and um, D. Bradley, Bradley Baker, all coming together with the uh, creators and executive producers to talk about this particular original film, which is going to be coming to uh, Disney+. Plus. Um, it's not that far away. Um, it's going to, I think it airs, or well, goes up on uh, the service in about, about a month's time. So uh, this would be a nice little uh, warm-up for that particular uh, uh, panel. Uh, that particular film 1 p.m american dad 2 p.m uh, uh, family guy so there's your um your two big uh, uh shows for uh, mcfarlane um it's what you got from uh usual that's uh, you i mean you've got the your, your names mcfarlane isn't actually taking part in this panel by all accounts uh show supervising director brent woods uh, is uh uh, going to be uh, moderating it with the, the cast, including the likes of Rachel McFarlane, uh, Wendy Schall, and Scott Grimes. But uh, no McFarlane. Um, likewise, if I go to uh, Family Guy, I, as far as I'm aware, oh, no, uh, Seth McFarlane's going to be there. Um, Alex Borstein, Mina Kunis, uh, Seth Green, um, and then you've got the producers as well all talking about um, their uh, upcoming 19th season. Uh Fair enough. Um, I think those two back-to-back -back will be a nice little watch uh, if you are a uh, McFarlane kind of fan and that style of animation that I totally get. But then there's a panel which has got absolutely nothing to it. Sailor Moon. That's all it says. At 3 p.m., Sailor Moon. And people have spotted it. It doesn't have any description. It doesn't have any idea of who's going to be involved in this particular panel. But people have just gone, Sailor Moon, I'll be there. 3 p.m. on the Saturday. Um, that is going to be a well-watched panel. Uh, I would like this one to get a little bit more attention, which uh, featuring uh, Journey Smollett, uh, who I am a massive fan of, uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, Michael, Michael Kenneth Williams, um, and uh, others, including Courtney B. Vance, uh, talking about uh, Lovecraft Country, which is a new drama series following the thrilling journeys of Atticus Freeman and his friend Letitia and his uncle George uh, across 1950s Jim Crow America as they overcome the racist terrorists and terrifying monsters ripped from a H.P. Lovecraft novel. They said Lovecraft. They've got my attention. Um, it's. It, I think that's going to be an interesting show. I think that will be an interesting, interesting panel. That's 4 p.m. on the Saturday. And then to wrap things up in what I've put as Indigo Ballroom, Farscape to be continued. Farscape is now on Amazon Prime, and there has been talk of its return. You have a number of the cast members, including Gigi Egli, who admittedly, when it comes to Comic-Cons, will show up at the uh, opening of an envelope. Um, and you also have Rebecca Riggs. Uh, you've got David Franklin, Lani Tupu, and Paul Goddard. Uh, joining uh, Ricky Manning, who's the writer and moderated by Kirk Thatcher. Curious to see what this is actually going to look like and how much retrospective it can be, um, and also what kind of tease uh, it can uh, bring. I mean, they're saying there has been talk of its return. Could this be a moment where you're actually going to see some kind of announcement of a return of Farscape? Who knows? It's going to be very, very odd. 
Uh, let's have a look at this. Uh, the comments that have been coming in. Space Ghost, uh, it was on Cartoon Network, if I remember, uh, here in the UK. Uh, let's have a look at this from uh, Marty Bretts. From a marketing perspective, I'd have to think hard about the reasons behind bigger studios not producing even pre-recorded panels. Um, at the end of the day, I personally think it's more a case of they can do their own promotion and control the uh, conversation. It's the big problem with San Diego Comic-Con generally, which is that if you drop something, you can be the big noise for half an hour, and then something else will drop. And it's a lot of stuff in the space of four or five days. Disney know, Marvel know, Star, Trek, uh, Star Wars know, that if you can control the narrative, if you can post a trailer every other week, if you can get people talking for three, four days about something and then drop something else from another franchise, they control the narrative. San Diego Comic-Con gets the most eyes, but at the end of the day, it, stuff can get lost in the mix, and I understand it. Um, uh, Farscape was good, but wasn't John Crichton shattered at the end of Peacekeeper Wars? I wouldn't know. I've never seen it. You just ruined it for me. Stop it. Karen Session, I love Farscape. I can't, don't see how they bring it back. Let's find out. Let's see what they say. Solicitor of Smeg, if you say the Sailor Moon panel name three times in a mirror with the lights off, a Tierra will smack you in the back of the head. <laughs> yes, I totally uh, get that one. Uh, Dan Berry, uh, the lower Trek trailer has just dropped. Um, I might see if I can dig that up on um, online before we finish. Uh, Solicitor of Smeg, anyone know if Wizards from the Tales of Arcadia trilogy will have a panel? I love the first two shows. Not that I've seen so far. So uh, we'll we'll keep going. We'll keep going. So there you go. That's what I've put together as as the uh, the what you would call the big three rooms. There are so many more panels. Do check them out, and we can go into some um, what I call um, hidden gems. But before we do that, I do want to very quickly run through. Um, in fact, I'm going to work out I, I can do this without being boring, because. There's a lot of it. The one thing that a lot of people uh, talk about is the lack of comics at Comic-Con, that there's no representation of what Comic-Con used to be. For me, Hollywood has always been part of Comic-Con. One of the first guests in the first few years was um, there were directors and actors that were there as um, part of the featured guests, um, including... Um, the director of Psycho, whose name now completely escapes me because I'm shattered and talking, uh, just babbling now. But there is um, Hollywood's always been a part of it. Um, I'm going to bring this up, and I'm going to see what happens if I do, because there has been a lot of comics panels which are part of the uh, the programming for this particular uh, show, uh, this particular con. These are just highlights for me. These are ones that just caught my attention. Hitchcock, thank you very much indeed. Yes, I don't know why on earth. I, trust me, it's uh, this is turning into a bit of a strange evening. These are just headliners for me. These are just ones I pulled out. This is not the complete comics lineup. Um, it's a staggering collection of panels 
um, from the likes of um, Mar I mean, Marvel is showing up. Admittedly, they are going to be showing up to do some stuff for uh, the kids. So you have the likes of the, the Marvel HQ panel, which is going to be uh, on the uh, the Thursday. So there is some Marvel being represented. Make My Marvel, the bringing back of Marvel Classics, on Friday at 1. Um, so there is some. Not much, but there's some. Certainly none of the, uh, the TV shows or any of the films. But we kind of knew that was coming. So there we go. Uh, we do have Marvel Comics' next big thing in there. So they are representing the comics. Likewise, for DC, for all of the fact that DC are having their own fandom, you have DC at home day one and day two. And if I pull up the listings for those, they're pretty impressive. Um, I think I just wanted to show this because there are so many... There is comics being represented, and it's being represented in a big way. A couple of interesting panels as well. You do have the cross-pollination between Thought Bubble Festival here in the UK and um, San Diego Comic-Con with the organizer of uh, Thought Bubble and also acclaimed uh, comics artist, Tula Lote. So she's going to be there. Um, adapt, uh, Art of the Adapting Comics for the Screen, David S. Goya. Um, why David S. Goya in particular? But, um, okay, fair enough. We've got him uh, doing something. Let's, let's have uh, some of that. This one's going to be interesting. At, uh, uh, Friday, 24th, um, 12 p.m., behind the scenes with Undiscovered Country. The reason why that's going to be interesting, not only is it a hugely successful Image Comics comic, the rights to the TV, uh, rights to the film or TV series, was sold before the first issue got printed. This was designed to have legs. Um, in other words, get in on the ground floor on this one. If you've not read uh, Undiscovered Country, the next couple of years, you're going to hear about it. This, I suspect, is going to be a big franchise comic. Then again, I said that about uh, Wicked Divine, and we've yet to see any kind of forward motion on the live action of that, but who knows? Yes, uh, Dan Berry points out, do quite like the, the title of Terry Moore is still making comics. And there's a couple of um, Todd McFarlane panels in there for good measure. Um, but I will also uh, draw your attention to uh, two particular panels um, at 1 p.m. Uh, on Saturday. Uh, tribute to Dennis O'Neill, uh, Beyond Batman. Um, it's going to be an emotional panel. It'd be the This will be the kind of panel you could not stop me going to. Uh, I'm excited to uh, hear about that particular panel um, and see what gets discussed, but yeah. But then again, you also have directly behind it, uh, Jim Lee's Artist Edition Spotlight. You have the Dark Horse All-Stars. All of the Saturday stuff's really tidy, but it speaks volumes that from 11 a.m., James Bond, 007 in comics, it is a pretty impressive um collection of comics panels represent so there we go you can't say fairer than that okay um i'm now going to open this up um i'm going to basically put on screen the Streamyard link if you have your phone your laptop your tablet whatever and it has a camera on it or even if not if it's just got a microphone if you just want to join in by voice 
if you want to take part in this bit where you talk about the panel lineup, we've got we're an hour 20 in. I'd like to stay on, I'd say, for another 20, 25 minutes or so. Let's talk about some hidden gems. Let's talk about what you feel and what you think about Comic-Con at home. Is it something that is exciting you? Is it something that's got your attention? Will you be taking part, as in watching the content? Will you be treating it like the physical con? Or is it something where you just go, it's some video content I'll watch when I like? I don't know. Uh, so let's just make it not falling for that again. <laughs> yes, we had some technical issues with you last time. Um, I don't know if your uh, internet's any better. Uh, if you want to try, by all means. Uh, while everyone's on that, I mean, I'll I'll dive in with some of mine because uh, I did have some uh, personal hidden gems. Um, for example, on the Wednesday, uh, I will say that the uh, the Watchmen and the cruelty of mas masks because I don't think we've talked yet about Wednesday. Um, yeah, uh, at the physical con, we do have all the educational panels, which would usually be held at either one of the theatres or indeed at the uh, uh, the com uh, the uh, the museum uh, in San Diego. Um, the education panels are more for educators, for teachers, but um, there's a couple of panels in there which I think, like a preview night, would get us into the mood for things. Um, I think it'd be worthwhile uh, checking it out. Geekhead, uh, Watchmen and the Cruelty of Masks. Uh, it's going to be at 4 p.m. on Wednesday the 22nd. 4 p.m., that means I'm, it's 2 o'clock here in the UK. I'm going to be in bed. But I'll watch it in the morning. Uh, the library, you're absolutely right. Thank you very much indeed, Andrew. Um, Thursday, Alien Superstar with Henry Winkler and uh, Lynn Oliver. It's the Fonz. Come on. Um, he's written this uh, children's story and... Um, it, it, I've had a look at a couple of the pages of the books, uh, the book, and it's really, really cool. Uh, Into the Blue Mister, at least we got to see what uh, Solicitor Smeg looked like for a, a quarter of a second last time. So there we go. Marcy Bretts, I think we will absolutely plug this. I uh, have to plug my panel on Sunday at 4 p.m. at the end of the list. Villains, we're misunderstood. They said the best to last. We are going to get into uh, the Sunday panel in a second because, like I say, that literally dropped... Um, 20 minutes before we were due, I was due to go on air. So I've typed it up, kind of, uh, but it's a case of uh, um, what you think of the Saturday, uh, Sunday. We'll be discovering it together, I think. Uh, so I think we'll do that in a second. Uh, 4 p.m. midnight. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Sorry, my time zones are all wrong. Saturday, uh, Sunday, we'll... Oh, bit of a uh, echo there, uh, Karen. Uh, so I don't know if you can put headphones on or anything. But... Uh, can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? We can indeed. Hello there, Karen. You're oh, very, wow. you're very backlit as well. It's like I'm interviewing somebody who has um, committed a murder, and they don't want their, um, their <laughs> what they look like to be revealed. So if you want me to pixelate your your face, I can do that. No, that's okay. <laughs> Am I the only one? Wow. You're the only one that joined in, but um, uh, listen, that, that means I get to talk to you. I have no problem about that. I have no problem that's with that. Scary. I think that's scary. <laughs> how the devil? Well, number one, how the devil are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, hopefully, you, you and yours have been uh, uh, well throughout the pandemic. 
I mean, I don't yeah. know if it's affected you at all. Is, is everyone okay? Everything, everybody's fine. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Glad, to hear it. Glad to hear it. So yeah. you had a look through the um, listings as best as um, as I have, I suspect, having looked through and just seeing the things that have jumped up uh, for yourself uh, and uh, caught your eye. I mean, what are the things that have um, um, spotted your eye in the listings? Um, I the actually your your showing has brought up more than the 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 view that I took like yesterday. I just started looking yesterday, so okay. Um, so I'm not really. Um, uh, there was one, and I totally forgot which one it was. I think I wrote it down. Uh, <laughs> oh, the the one where Mae Jemison is going to be moderated. That one I'm interested. Yes. In. She's right. doing a few, actually, isn't she? Because um, I, I know NASA, they're doing a uh, – well, not only that, but the, the, the one that we talked about um, she's doing. But she, I think she's doing a dedicated NASA panel, and I think that's okay. on, on the Thursday. Yeah, okay. she's um, she's representing. Yeah, so I love that stuff. So, um, And if that was in – I actually, uh, it might not have been last year, whatever. One year there was a, there was a panel – on Mars, and there were NASA astronauts, and there were also people from the show uh, Mars that they did on National Geographic, and I went to that panel, and that was great. I loved it. So, um, is, is she is she is she a good uh, moderator? You know, I don't think she moderated that panel, but right. you know, she's good. I love her. I, you know, and and right. Michael going to college with her that that's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> wow. Good for nice you, Michael. Nice connection. First yeah. Half, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at this. Uh, Michael Abel, um, uh, my, uh, I think this is my brother, uh, my B, uh, and I still took our vacation case during uh, Comic-Con. We'll be watching numerous panels over those few days. My parents plan to watch the Blacklist and Stumptown panels. Uh, my brother will be coming over to my place to watch panels. So we're, we're making it very much a Comic-Con event. Uh, yeah. you, can't, you can't say from that. I mean, are you taking time out to watch panels? Um, I don't think so. I, I work. I work from home, which is you know my convenient. <laughs> and my one of my bosses, who's never gone to Comic Con, but he has asked me every time I go to bring something back for him. Uh, he's been Not sending. This time. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been sending me information. So I'm sure it's not going to be a problem for me to take some time and watch panels while I'm working. So I can do that. Um, Fair but, enough. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And I'll, I'm going to go back in and see what I really, really want to see. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, very, very quickly to, I mean, we've got a comment from Leanne D. I'm not looking fresh this morning because, plus, I haven't really looked at the schedule in the back room right now. I, I, 105 degree, try my patience. I totally understand that. Yeah. So, by all means, watch along, uh, comment along, uh, Leanne, of course. Um, I'm just going to continue with a couple of my hidden gems, uh, which include on the th um, Thursday, comics during clampdown, creativity at the time of COVID, uh, which is something which I've uh, been talking about a lot on this particular podcast. Um, the ability, you know, that we're going to see a lot of COVID babies. We're going to be seeing a lot of creatives that have been locked indoors. They've been telecommunicating. They've been finding themselves um, a, a loose end and wanting to uh, put their own creative efforts out there instead of being beholden to other people. So I can imagine that's going to be an interesting panel. Uh, at 1 p.m. on the Thursday, Insider Art, a compendium of comics, Craft and Cats. Another um, thing that we featured here on the, the podcast, Shelley Bond, uh, plus a whole raft of people uh, from that particular lineup. That's going to be rather cool. And then at 3 p.m., the science of Back to the Future. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love this kind of thing. This is what Comic-Con is for me. It's the smaller panels where you yeah. just, you just you wander in and you don't know what on earth to expect. So I think that's rather cool. Yeah, the, the smaller panels were my thing. Yeah. I, I, I love them. And I mean, I, I was a bit presumptuous by trying to break down a Hall H, a oh, Ball no. 20, and an Indigo. Um, but it does kind of like neglect all the other smaller pan the smaller panel rooms. And that's what I think. I mean, when they said they were going to be doing a virtual con, I didn't know what to expect um, in terms of how much. But it's when, say, on the Friday and the Saturday when the panel listings came out and I just started at the top and started scrolling down to, to copy paste and it just carried on going. And you just think, wow, uh, that's a lot of content. I, I was, I've been very impressed. Um, Michael's on. <laughs> yeah, Michael's on. I'm certain he's got um, something to say. If anything, I'm certain he's going to be disappointed at um, a certain television show not representing. Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we'll until he plugs himself in. So, Michael, what's missing? <laughs> I don't think you can hear us. You there, sir? I think he's just getting himself uh, sorting it, sorting himself out. Um, Paul Shipper has uh, tweeted me and let me know that the uh, latest news for film poster panel has now dropped. So that's going to be on the Sunday. Masters of the Illustrated Film uh, Poster. Into the Blue Mister, give me a small panel room over Hall H any day of the week. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, one panel that oh, there's a couple of panels that are missing. I'm trying to find the uh, uh, the the tweet that I put out uh, because I did put a whole list of panels, which I went. Hang on, we've got some really obvious missing panels here. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Uh, or missing content? I see. I see an, a, a comment from Leanne. Michael and I are going to be missing our expanse panel. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you guys hear me or not? We can just about. Uh, okay, I'm just trying to get this. I, I, I had I had it on, uh, unfortunately, two different things, and so I had a huge amount of feedback. So I, I was trying to work through the feedback. Fair enough. So yeah, I mean, I put a uh, a tweet out saying that there's some very conspicuous uh, um, absences. Uh, Star Wars. Um, the fact that there is no Star Wars, I mean, I think there's a publishing one. I think there's one of the books ones. There's nothing in terms of, uh, uh, considering how, I mean, even when Star Wars Celebration happens, there's usually a lot of Lucasfilm content, and there's usually you know, a fair amount. There seems to be a, a very sizable gap uh, with Star Wars on this one. Uh, Watchmen, um, I felt that that would have been uh, a good panel to have at this time um, when um, certainly the conversation in America about race, about um, police brutality and those topics which Watchmen brought up, I would have thought would have been a good fit for Comic-Con to talk about. Um, animal Crossing. Why isn't there, why is there not an Animal Crossing panel? Um, if they, if they had a Pokemon Go panel, why don't, why don't they have, Animal Crossing. Um, I think it would have been good to have a creator or comic creator spotlights or more of what we would have seen each year, the spotlights on individual talent. 
and also um, celebrating those we have lost in 2020 because this has been a year where um, COVID and just general old age has taken some major talents. There is obviously one tribute um, uh, panel, but uh, there are a number of people that could have been celebrated, I think. Um, I mean, just from the brief glance that you've seen, um, what has been, what's your take on the panel listing? Do you feel it still represents what San Diego Comic-Con has been? Um, for me... Go, go, go with you. <laughs> okay, okay. For me, I mean, good for them trying. This is definitely not the same as actually being there. Sure. Uh, but it's the, it's the best that, this is the best they can do given the time frame they had and um, the whole going through the cancellation of the con itself. So um, me, for me, I'm, is, is it going to help with the, uh, the, the devastation of not being able to go to Comic-Con? The withdrawals. For me. Yeah, for me, I'll, you know, not real. I'll be wearing my Comic-Con t-shirts that week, but that'll be it for me, so. Fair enough. Michael, I mean, when you look through this um, listing, does it feel like a San Diego Comic-Con listing? Okay. Just, I, I have to say a couple of things real quick. Don't forget Carnival Row is not listed either, Leonard. So that's another show from Amazon Prime that's not there. Really? Um, and obviously, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and so it wasn't there. When we saw The Boys, but again, we don't have The Expanse, and I think we all know why The Expanse is not there. Uh, I mean, but there's, there's a few. I mean, Lock and Key, um, that's a, a a show that went very, really well just prior to lockdown. And But is, is that Amazon? I can't that's remember. That's Amazon. Amazon or Netflix? Amazon. Amazon? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. And, and especially Carnival Row. I mean, they've got the second season, and the second season hasn't come out yet. So you'd have thought that they would have done something, right? But um, just, just real quick, I thought the panels looked really good, considering how quickly they put everything together. Those are good panels. Those are. I mean, if you actually notice, if those panels were actually at the, if we couldn't see them at different times and watch them at different times, there are a lot of them that I have like actually have three or four lined up and that's without marvel and dc could you imagine how bad it would be with marvel and dc in there too good lord i mean this is, <laughs> this is no seriously this is good i thought they did a great job i haven't i don't have any complaints considering everything that's going on i think they did a, a, a good job and just 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 something real quick karen I, i'm going to tell you something offline and i'll tell you about the play that we did in in college okay, okay. The part that may play is so funny. Okay, I've got to tell you. I've, I've got it. So you could next time if you ever if you ever see her in in in, in uh, real life, you can say something to her that will make her laugh. Okay, oh, okay. I, I promise. Okay, fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Um, I mean, other um, ones that I, I mentioned as well on a tweet was um, absent panels that I would have seen, like to have seen represented. Um, Maybe a Zendaya spotlight. It'd have been great to get. I mean, that would have been a headline panel, uh, considering how much she's going to be uh, has been featuring in genre um, stuff. And you've got Dune coming up. You've got um, you know, the uh, Spider-Man films. What she's been doing on television as well. It would have been great to have a nice little spotlight with her. Um, Last of the Last of Us too. I think would have been a good panel. Um, 
certainly representing the gaming uh, element of it. Um, devs, I'm surprised that they haven't had a panel. And yeah, Critical Role. Uh, now, I haven't had a proper look through Sunday, but I'm guessing Critical Role's not in there either. No, so, I didn't see it. But Leonard, why would they have devs? Because they've already shown it here, so I would be surprised. They're doing next, which I think might be kind of interesting to take a look at. But devs, I would be puzzled that they would actually have that. Um, isn't there a second season, do you? No, I don't think they're doing a second season. I thought they're only doing one season. Ah, okay. I uh, stand corrected on that then. No, no. Well, I, I, think, what, I, think, then. I don't know for a fact. If so, maybe somebody else, you know, online can tell us. No worries, no worries. I'll tell you what. The one thing that I, I think we shall do, um, while we've got you both on, because like I say, the Sunday panels dropped twenty minutes before I was due to come on air, on air. So I, I've copied and created the paste. I've not formatted it, and I've not really had a proper look. So. Hopefully you can join me in having a look through uh, this particular uh, lineup. This is the Sunday panels then for uh, Comic-Con at home. I did um, pull one or two headliners out, including next, like you say, John Slattery, Michael Mosley, Fernanda Arande, Jason Butler, Hannah, and Eve Hallow. Um, the Brits are representing with a panel for Red Dwarf, The Promised Land, with uh, Chris Barry, Craig Charles, and Robert Llewellyn, and Doug Naylor going to be... Uh, uh, on that one. And then you've got an in conversation with Nathan Fillion. So those were the ones I just kind of pulled out from there. So um, I don't know the best way to do this, uh, whether it's to just kind of like scroll through and if there's anything that catches our attention. Um, 80 Years of Will Eisner's The Spirit and Emily the Strange virtual panel. Okay. There's there's a there's an animated show called Hoops that looks like it might be kind of funny. They've got a lot of funny people associated with it. Um, there's also too. I like I like the panels where the writers. I love hearing what the writers have to say and the people behind the scenes because I want to know how they put all this stuff together. What you know their ideas and and how they make it work. And I just I love those panels and they have a great one on Sunday. Um, I'm printing up my schedule right now, so. Um, you know, because I've 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 already gone through it and I've made my own schedule so far. Fair so, enough. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think it looks it looks it's it's a good Sunday. Remember, Sunday in the recent years has not been that strong, right? So, it's a good Sunday. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at this. A uh, couple of comments coming in. Uh, Andrew Dickinson, anything from the BBC? Not as far as I can tell. I think there is a Doctor Who panel, but it's for one of the. It's a new offshoot. Uh, that they've done. Uh, no HBO, uh, says Andrew Dickinson. Um, I'm surprised that the fanatic of Snyder doesn't have the panel to celebrate their win for the Snyder Cut. That's going to be part of, uh, it's like uh, Dan Berry says, it's going to be part of DC fandom. That's confirmed. Uh, Zack Snyder's already said that he's going to be presenting uh, as part of, of that. Right, so let's go through this then. 10 a.m., Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film anniversary. I mean, come on. This, this, if this sounds this sounds like a Sunday lineup, doesn't it? Um, yeah. It'd be good to if they had more people involved, like casts and whatever. So you've got a producer, a writer, and a moderator. There needs to be more people involved in that if you're going to get anyone watching. Hoops, uh, which is the new animated adult series from Netflix, um, da -da -da -da, uh, coming together for this uh, show of a foul-mouthed high school basketball coach Sure to hit the big leads if he can only turn his terrible team around. 
Jake Johnson, Rob Riggle, Ron Funches, Natasha Leggero. You know exactly what you're going to get from that little lot. But then again, produced by uh, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, so it should be it could be rather cool. Um, Look at eleven, uh, Leonard. Eleven is next. Next may be the you know the uh, uh, an answer to devs. It might be you know their their that network's answer to devs. Sure. Over thirty cosplay, virtual costuming, and cosplay advice for the mature cosplayer. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I need to go to that one. <laughs> well, I'll wait till the panel of over forty. Um, we'll go. We'll go from well, there. I could go to that one too. Keep going. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, into eleven o'clock. Boom Studios. Uh, so you've got Matt Kinton there. Uh, Sabia Tahir, but um, we'll see how Boom uh, go. Jack Kirby, an introduction. Mark Avanier, that would be a good panel. He, yeah. he, knows, he knows how to uh, put his presentation on. Here's your next panel, uh, Manny Koto. So you've got um, this uh, propulsive fact-based thriller about the emergence of a deadly rogue artificial intelligence which in combines pulse-pounding action with the examination of how technology is invading our lives and transforming us in ways we don't yet understand. So the blacklist then. Uh, sorry, um, uh, person of interest. Sorry. Hmm, okay. Um, no tow trucks beyond Mars. Fine, whatever. I mean, well, that, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll through this. If anything jumps out, by all means. The no tow trucks would be like a scientific thing on what you the, the reality of actually going to that. I would go to. Okay. I think they've done that before. Discussing the latest JPL rover and other mission adventures yeah. and missions. Oh, oh cool. you know, Leonard, while you're going through that real quick, you know, Cosmos is having a panel too in one of the earlier days. Yes. Neil deGrasse Tyson is always good. Always, yeah. always good. Yeah. And his his panels at New York Comic Con are always not you know sold out, but I mean it, they're always oversubscribed. People people are always lining up, still trying to get into it, even after you know they, they give out all the tickets. People still will try to line up to get into those. So yeah. those are super popular, and he's he's a wonderful, he's a wonderful, wonderful person, entertainer, smart. You know he keeps you interested because he can talk to people like us, but you know he can obviously talk to the best scientists too at the same time. So sure. But, so I, I I just want to put in a plug for him. I really should have um, pulled up the because um, because I think that what they've done very cleverly because they've organised this like it's the actual convention. Um, it means that everything's up on shed, which means they are seeing what the interest is, and uh, perhaps yeah. I should have gone through some of the numbers because that does give a, a sense of what people are going to be checking out and uh, going to. Uh, and uh, seeing which panels they're going to be doing. Craft of World Building in Comics, uh, Kieran Gillen, Stephanie Hans, Merke Andolfo, Samford Green, good grief. Okay, um, that's a hell of a panel's uh, image comics. Wow, uh, that's something I think I'd be checking out as a uh, comics panel. Uh, Aztec depictions in pop culture 500 years after the fall. Wow. Okay. Now we're into the tall grass. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay, this is it, it shows the breadth of what they're doing. Uh, HBO Max Looney Tunes. Uh, no description on that. So it, it, it depends who's going to be showing up and uh, uh, representing on that panel. 1pm Kevin Easton panel. 
So talking to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, drawing blood and uh, with guests. Uh, Red Dwarf, here we are, 1 p.m. Uh, Chris Barry, Craig Charles, Robert Llewellyn and uh, Doug Naylor all talking about uh, Red Dwarf, The Promised Land, launching on BritBox July 26. I don't know anyone who has that service. The Goldbergs at 1. I mean, this, this feels like a Sunday lineup, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is. Although you have Looney Tune cartoons at one o'clock too, Leonard. So let's you know, let's get to the important stuff here. <laughs> uh, who's the best Doctor Who? It would be nice if there was actually some Doctor Who's in there. Yeah. Um, uh, some doctors. Um, let's have a look. And uh, yeah, I think that's probably that. This is the headliner of the day: a conversation with Nathan Fillion. I mean, come on. Special appearances by Joss Whedon, Alan Tudyk, Gina Torres. Mika Cox, Molly Quinn, Seamus Diva, and John Huetus. Yeah, I think that is going to be uh, that's going to be well watched. Leonard, I agree with you, but I'm I have to put in a plug for writing for TV from first draft to getting staff. Those uh, I've I've had a chance to meet. I think I met at least Jimmy Paglia uh, for Eureka, and uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful person. I mean, you know, I. As a person, you know, as a person who wants to write, you have to go to this panel. This this is a must see panel, in my opinion. You know, sure. So, so it it you know it, it, it's a it's a slow Sunday, but a panel like this is great because you can actually get into it. <laughs> and see it, you know, and these people actually have interesting things to say because they all have had six very successful TV shows. You know. Yeah, Solicitor Smeg, if uh, SDC wants more realism in their virtual panels. Oh, I could see Leanne. Hello. Um, they should put everyone who enters into a virtual line for at least three hours before they can stream any panel. <laughs> yeah. That's one way doing it. Um, Leanne is joining us. Hello there, Leanne. How are you? Leanne. Uh, if anything, oh, no, all right. Okay, she's showing off a shirt. Oh, I have that T-shirt. I wore it yesterday. <laughs> I was I thinking worn it today. when I got dressed this morning. I was like... Hey. <laughs> Thank you. You're wrong. You know you got to give that t-shirt to Leonard now. No. This it's, not, it's Leanne's. It's Leanne's now. She, she, hey, she owns No, no, that. no, no. I was at that panel. I struggled to get to that panel after having yes. to go all the way across to the Marriott to pick up our stuff right before the panel and got back before it started. So, yeah. That... I earned every bit of this shirt. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Okay. So, I mean, you've watched the show. Uh, or you wa you've watched as much as you could. I mean, what's your take on Comic-Con at home? So, Michael P. and I were talking about this yesterday. And I have, I think it's just my brain, the way it works now. It just... I have a hard time struggling with watching stuff on YouTube. Like it keeps my interest for about a half a minute. And then I'm like, oh, look, shiny object across room, you know, or, hey, look at the texture of the wallpaper. Uh, you know, let me write a thesis on this. And then, you know, so I don't know how well I'm going to stay watching these. I'm going to, I'm going to make a list. I'm going to try to stick to it, but. God, I don't. <laughs> do, do, do you? I mean, I 
I don't know if it's, I mean, I, I talked about this on uh, an episode about a month and a half ago about what my content consumption has been like during pandemic. I have gone into YouTube huge. My subscriptions are through the roof. I am seeing, I am treating that as another content provider like any like Netflix, Disney Plus, YouTube is a channel for me now. Yeah. So where I am seeing the two hour Kevin Smith Kevin Smith episodes, where I'm seeing um cooking channels. Um so I, I I'm watching it up on my on my television on a, a, a channel on my TV. Mm -hmm. So I'll be watching that. I'll be watching these like actual shows. I'm just hoping that they'll be nicely, slickly done. Not like this effort, <laughs> um, but actually nicely, slickly done with some real cool graphics, clips, the whole bit. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I, honest, I, I, Leonard, I, I, I agree with you because I, I actually have uh, YouTube on Roku. So I have it on my, you know, TV in, in my man cave downstairs. Okay, and my giant screen TV. And I tell you, the YouTube stuff is so my God, it's the rabbit hole. It's the ultimate rabbit hole. You go down that thing, yeah. and you can just you can you can barely find your way back out of that hole. For so. me, it's just the fact that it's been it's gotten so slick in recent years. People mm -hmm. have decided to just take the the quality up a notch. So. So when, when 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 YouTube videos have end credits, you know that we've gone into a whole other level. Well, that's what Michael Key was telling me yesterday that I need to put it up on the TV as opposed to trying to watch it on my iPad, yeah, or on my phone. I think yeah, that's I think that's going to be the best way to enjoy this particular show, this particular con. Um, no, let's. Oh, go Leonard, I do have one question. Now, have you heard? Are they going to allow us to send questions ahead of time to these panels? These are done. Oh, these, so are, already, these, these are all done. They're already filmed then? Yeah. Oh, oh, I did not get that. I did not realize that. These are oh. all, this is all, oh. pre, this is all pre-recorded. Uh, the idea being that they can then brand it, top and tail it with graphics. Um, they can, they're making sure that if they have guests on, you're not having signal dropouts, you're not having guests disappearing. You know, it's all very controlled. Um, they'll have, if the panel runs for an hour, ten, hour fifteen, they can trim it down. This will be, this will be controlled. It's yeah, and not only that, but the fact that the videos are uh, uh, the links are live already. They're already on a server somewhere. Oh, okay. You know what? The, the sad part about that is because you remember when we went to the panels at Nerd HQ when they were doing conversations with the college. You remember how wonderful those panels were? They were just, they were just wonderful because they were yeah. so intimate and and you know everybody was very relaxed and very comfortable. Do you remember those? Yes, absolutely. Into the blue, Mister, and I think we'll all recognize this. Yes. Dangerous thing about YouTube, you start off with videos about rocket science and you yeah. end up with cat, with cat <laughs> videos and people falling off the equipment. <laughs> yes. 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 Absolutely. True. Mm. Um, okay, mm. let's say what let's let's continue with the Sunday listing. Let's um mm. let's see how far mm. we can uh, go with it. So Invader Zim at two, uh, LGBTQ comics at two. Uh, like I say, if anything jumps out, uh, we'll stop and we'll talk about it. Robotech at two, 
Super Asian America, uh, which is a da, 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 oh, it's, um, a selection of uh, Asian um, people, uh, sorry, uh, 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 panelists to talk about in media and representation. I think that's an interesting and uh, important topic to have. Four quadrants of publishing. So um, did it a small press, self-publishing, ebook. Okay, okay, so uh, how to create your own first novel. That could be of interest to you, Michael. Yeah, I saw that, but actually um, there's another one at three o'clock, The Writer's Journey. You haven't got to it yet. That's that's the one I'm, I'm definitely, I've got, I've got it on my list here. Fair enough. So I'm going to yeah. be doing that one at three o'clock. Into the I might go back to these other ones, yeah. Well, that's the great thing about them. I mean, even if there are panels that clash, you can go back and uh, and watch the videos. Um, Into the Vault of Ripley's Most Exclusive Finds. It's Morphine Time. Uh, Power Rangers meet up, although there's not that many of the major players. That's a shame. Uh, Keen Spots, uh, 20th anniversary, an annual Comic-Con uh, panel, Pandemic Edition. Uh, I have no idea who Keen Spot are, so... <laughs> By all means, help me out on that one. Uh, making a living being creative, art of. Uh, oh, here's the uh, the the panel which uh, Paul uh, talked to me about. Oh, and he's moderating it as well. Excellent. Holy crap! There's got juice strusen on it. Okay, well that's me for uh, three o'clock. Um, I hope you don't mind, but that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be watching that. Um, Paul Shipper moderating. Uh, Steve Chorney, who did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Rod Robert Rodriguez, Jewel of the Nile. James Goodrich, who did Deadpool. Greg Hillbrand, who did Star Wars. William Stout, who did uh, Star Wars Last Jedi. Akiko uh, Stenrenberger, Kiss of the Damned. Rory Kurtz for Baby Driver. And Drew Struzan, Back to the Future. Legend. Legend. I'm there for that. So there you go. And then at uh, 3 o'clock, like I say, The Writer's Journey. Uh, do you want to quickly talk about that one? Michael? Oh, well, yeah, I've got it lined up there. So, you know, I mean, look at, look at, look at, look at who you have there. You got producer, you know, from, uh, you know, Black Panther, Geoffrey Thorne, you know, we got Brandon Thomas. You know, and then look, Shannon, Eric, Ben, you know, writer, Spider-Man. I mean, you've got a really a lot of really talented people there. So I want to hear what they have to say. Sure. I, I'm just, I'm waiting. I just want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Three o'clock, Wakanda Forever, The Psychology of Black Panther. Uh, three o'clock, World Builders, uh, Evolution of Immersive Entertainment. So everything from VR through to uh, the uh, the creation of The Mandalorian. There's a, a name absent on this one. Careers, in, well, several names absent, I think. Careers in Geek Fashion. Where's Tony? And that's one I would go to. I would go to that one. Where's Tony? Where's um, our, where's our um, her universe? Yeah. You okay. think they wanted just different people this time because Tony is usually on there and and you know in her universe she's usually there. Maybe they just want to have different voices because Tony's in another panel, right? He's only doing the one, but yeah, he's doing one yeah. on the Thursday. So maybe that's it. I mean, you might want to just check it out and see what see if they say anything different or if they have new people. And they and they actually pay homage to the people who started, you know, like Tony and you know, and Miss Four p.m. And if this isn't a Comic Con panel, nothing else is. Christmas in July: The Psychology of Pop Culture and Christmas. <laughs> From watching a Charlie Brown Christmas to listening to All I Want for Christmas Is You to debating whether The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween or a Christmas movie. 
Okay. All right. That's but, definitely but I, a Sunday Comic-Con panel. Yeah, you guys, let me stop you guys for a second. You know, you know that Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel right now is having uh, Christmas in July, you know, for the next two weeks. You guys I think know that right? in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is not that unusual. My whole point is it's not that unusual. And it literally, you know, it's a big thing. And that's one of the biggest things on Holly, on the Hallmark Channel. And in fact, Leanne, you and I have a friend who watches that. And I'm not going to mention his name in public because I don't want to embarrass him. But he watches that. <laughs> stuff, okay? I know. You're you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. So, um, This one's interesting. Um because an ab a very much an absent panel for me, because it's the first panel on usually in Ballroom 20. Uh, sorry, in, in Indigo, sorry. Anatomy of a Superhero, and they've been running that panel for years. This is probably the most equivalent to it. Composer Squares game show at 4 p.m. Uh, film and television composers participate in a Hollywood Squares online game show. Lorne Balfe, Ryan Elder, Chris Lerns, Jeanic Bontemps, Sonia Belisova and Gianna Ostelli, who did The Witcher, who did a cracking um, soundtrack to that show. Um, Sapphire Toth. I mean, there's some big names there. Um, I think that's probably the equivalent to that panel. Um, they're, they're curious to see what they do with it. And I think it's the same people behind it as well, White Bear PR. So, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, everyone's a critic being a journalist uh, in an online age. Uh, some uh, familiar names in there. Bob Chipman. Uh, Bill Waters, yeah, the usual. Um, 4 p.m. full-time creative work on a part-time schedule. That's a Sunday panel. <laughs> That's a Sunday panel. Um, Indie Filmmaker Survival Guide. Okay, I mean, I'm going to carry on scrolling here, and if anyone spots anything, jump out. But I'm going to also just say, because this is a virtual con, at the end of the day, you want to try and get people's attention. Yeah? You... You want to try and keep people engaged. On the Sunday, the panels aren't as strong, so they go down to the exhibition floor for a deal, to wander around, to catch up with friends. So the panels not aren't necessarily as strong. Do you think they should have moved some of the Friday and Saturday panels to the Sunday hmm. just to even things out? Hmm. That's a good question. Didn't even think about that. Well, but you know what? It's kind of artificial. Let's face it. It's artificial. The last, because the other ones, we can watch them any day. So, I mean, only the hardcore people and those of us who are retired will watch, you know, during the daytime and stuff. And everyone else will watch whenever. And so I'm, I would imagine a lot of people are going to be watching the good panels on Sunday and these other ones. <laughs> no one's going to watch them. Be, but you know, yeah, some of them are still fun. And Sunday, Sunday could be, be that yeah. day where they catch up with panels which they have clashed or, you know, um, just going back through the listings of the Thursday through. Um, they could watch the Eisners. Uh, you could watch the Masquerade Ball. This would be the first Masquerade Ball I've seen. Uh, Me too. No, I, I, I get what we're – the thing is, what's what's good about this is I've had a whole bunch of friends who've never been able to go to a Comic-Con before, and they've always wondered what I'm always talking about. So now they have a chance to see some of these panels. And honestly, I, you know, uh, HomeCon, uh, Linda, we talked about this. HomeCon, you know, they did the, one of the first ones, and it was kind of rough around the edges, but it was still fun because the stars that were on the panels – 
they were enjoying each other's company and they were, you know, we, in the military, we used to call it smoking and joking. Okay. They were smoking and joking and having a good time. And you got, you were a part of it. And I think if these guys do it right, we're going to see that same sort of, you know, interest and camaraderie and people are going to know why we love going to Comic-Con. Yeah. The upshot may be also, I mean, as it's, it's, it's very difficult already to get badges for Comic-Con. This may make it even more difficult. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I, I, but you know what? I'm hoping in the future that the studios will allow them to put some of these things up maybe a month or two months later, right? Um, and so maybe they'll make some of those pa more panels available you know, a month, two months after uh, after Comic Con's over, because you yeah. still want to keep all the exclusive stuff at Comic Con. I mean, sure. because we fought hard to get there. Okay, yeah. we did. Okay, and so we deserve something for that fight. Okay, oh, yeah. but yeah. but Absolutely. at the same time, I I think it's be wonderful to share with people, and I think this is a wonderful opportunity to share. I, I'm getting all my friends, you know, um, my friends who go to Denver or Pop Culture Con. I'm getting them to make sure they're watching some of these things. I'm, the unfortunate part is uh, for Leanne and, and a whole bunch of my other friends, we don't have that show. I'm not going to mention the name, mm. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not mentioning the name. Not Leonard, I'm not mentioning the name. Yeah, okay, whatever. But, but, but you know, it, it, it would be a wonderful opportunity for them to get to see what we see at Comic-Con, you know, at New York Comic-Con. And dear God in heaven, if they could have shown us the, you know, Episode one of season five. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm making that noise, you know, that, that, that kind of noise, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that noise. Okay. Yeah. So um, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, we've been talking about panels and the fact that they're all pre-recorded. There's one panel that is definitely missing for me and I wanted it to be live and I wanted it to be at the end of the listing. I wanted a Comic-Con talkback. Um, I wanted to have an actual Comic-Con talkback. Um, it, you know, it, it would have been... Oh, Karen, you're muted. Did you know that? Yes, because okay. I've, got I've got some background noise. I'm trying oh, to... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but but no, Leonard, I was thinking exactly the same thing because we want to hear what they want to tell us. And we want to have some conversation with them about all the stuff they had to go through because, I mean, honestly, the reality is there is so much stuff going on behind the scenes for them to even get to this point yeah. and the, the pressure on them. And I mean, it, it had to be tremendous. It just yeah. had to, you know, the pulling all those forces together. I, I know they're wishing that John was back again. Cause you know, that's the, that's what he did. Yeah. That's what he did. If anything, it would have been a great um, way to introduce the new president of. Yes. Michael. Because she had a trial. This is a trial by fire for her, isn't it? It really just is. Just a bit. Yeah. Well, oh, can I say something really awful? Thank God it was a woman taking over. <laughs> no, because no, if you look around the world, the women have been the best leaders in this mess. They have. They've clearly been better leaders than the men have. I'm, duh. So I, I'm glad a woman took over because she handled it. She just like, oh, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. I know, there, I know it's not politically correct, but it's true. It's true. There's, um, there's history. We'll talk off air about this. Um, oh, okay, okay. There's, yeah. there's history. There's a um, whole bunch of history going on. There. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't there always? Isn't there always? It's like this year, you know, uh, 
talking about the show, there's so much <laughs> going on there, you know, which we clear, I, you know, and behind the scenes, I, I'm not going to say anything publicly about it, you know, but I mean, yeah. there's a lot he, going on. Yeah, there, there's a lot. I mean, there's right. an article that came out from the Daily Beast today, you know. Oh, so. that, that is a very okay, everyone. Um, that's a very good article. Okay. Um, very good article. Very good article indeed. Uh, talking about it's, it's it's about the comic industry, but it also talks about um, genre industries generally and about the enabling of abuse. Um, it's a very good article indeed. When you I, have I, a um, all this uh, freelance work, how easily that stuff can become, you know, this awful place for people yeah. for workers and yeah. for abuse to happen so okay well Leonard, you had you 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 were talking about one of those the issues with in, in before right um one of the people who was allowed to resign who clearly with if all the allegations are true should have been fired at the minimum you know that would have been brownstein from the cbldf uh yes um i still have an issue with the fact that he was allowed to resign there's no uh, re um, recompense to what he did. Um, at the end of the day, he's still able to go and have a position elsewhere. And those people that um, whose careers were cut short through his behaviour um, will not have the ability to um, see any kind of his what what's coming to him. Uh, if we want to, there's no just there's no justice there. I think that your whole point is there's there's no justice there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I want to. Well, this has been going for two hours now, okay. so we'll, we'll make it a five. We'll make, it a five, we'll make it a five minute to to wrap things up. Do check out all the links. We've got them up on um, the convention collective. They're also up on um, shared as well. So do put in your name. Show your interest for the panels. Show people that you are interested in what the content of Comic Con is going to be because it allows them to keep Comic Con relevant and also suggest that we see this in future years. So please do show that support so we'll see streaming content in the future. So Listerous Meg brings up a good question. We'll open this up to uh, uh, to you guys. Couldn't they stream the panels through CCI's site for people with badges like for a month and then release it to the, pub for, to the public? That was, that I'm, I'm certain that that was touted or Put, putting the YouTube links a little bit like the Plague Nerdathon, uh, behind some kind of paywall or a member ID wall. Hmm. I, I, I will say, though, there might not have been uh, the CCI site doesn't really have the might not have the bandwidth to handle that traffic. This is very true. Very, very true. And it, it, remember, remember when they were talking about when they were selling the badges and that they had actually used a web service from Amazon and it's still overloaded there. And remember, the more bandwidth you use from Amazon, the more costlier it gets. And so as more and more people piled on, it would become more and more costly for Comic-Con to do it. So that's something else to keep in mind. I mean, there's it, all this stuff is like really complicated. We see we see the finished product. And we think, oh, it must be simple. No. You've got a whole bunch of very smart people working very hard for very long to yep. make, make all this stuff happen. So I'm, I'm, one of, I'm one of those people that works on some of that back end stuff, and I don't even get into the weeds in terms of traffic. <laughs> and, but I, I, when somebody says, "Oh, you just push the button," that just makes your head, you know, explode. 
Right, 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 right. Um, something I will say, uh, I, I tried to get David Glanzer on this episode just for the first 20 minutes to just talk about the difficulties of, of getting this up and running, about the, uh, the efforts that um, CCI have made um, in, the, in the light of pandemic. Um, he said that he was too busy at this point. He wasn't doing any live stuff, but um, he has agreed to an email interview. So to this is to everyone who's watching. We've still got a number of people who are watching at two hours. Thank you very much indeed for sticking with us. Um, if you would like to send a question to me, either on Twitter, on Facebook, or via email, which is leonard at theconventioncollective.com. If you have a question for David Glanzer, for CCI, for Comic-Con International, if you can get that to me by 9 p.m. tonight, okay? Oh, so that hang on, you've got an hour, okay? Oh, nine p.m. your time. Oh, wow. Okay. My time. Yes, my time. Before I go to bed, okay. Have yourself a think for over the next sixty minutes, and get yourself a question to me that you would like to hear answered from Comic Con International. Solicitor Smegs is a perfectly good one um, about um, how it could have been more for the badge holders. Um, Let's have, some, let's have some ideas. Let's have some questions. Get them to me by Twitter, by Facebook, or email them to me, leonard at theconventioncollective.com. You know go. what, Leonard, can I throw in something real quick? Sure. I think one of the key – is this is a question everybody must be asking. Are there – is there going to be a badge resale? Were there enough badges returned so they're gonna, there's going to be a badge resale? As far as I'm aware, no. Um, and not enough people have refunded. I didn't think so, but you know, some people have held out hope, and I thought, no. <laughs> Anybody with a four-day badge, and if you had four-day with preview night, there's no way those people are turning those badges back in. Is is that something you've heard, Leonard? That it, that that there's no, or you're pretty sure, or I that's what I've heard. Okay, wow. Okay. Um, the. I mean, uh, Dan Berry uh, uh, is saying uh, that CCI have said a sale was not going to happen. Did they say that on their site? I'd love to. Yeah, if you could um, get the link to to that, uh, Dan. I'm, I'm, I do remember it being said. I just can't remember it where it being said. Oh, that was. Um, they so they actually. I think Dan's right. I thought. I think I may have seen it posted one place too. But I, my my thing is, I they, I thought I saw it posted before the deadline, and I haven't seen anything posted after the deadline. So yeah. that's 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 where my question comes from. Maybe sure. more people. But honestly, the people who got the badges, you know, you'd borrow money from your grandmother before you give your, your, before you give your badge back, you know. So I'm just point. saying, just saying. And your grandmother. Well, listen, at, least, at least we're not having to look for hotel rooms at this point. So, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Let's, 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 let's count for small mercies. Yes. Right, we're going to let you guys go. Um, so I want to say thank you very much indeed for coming on. Leanne, I know that you've kind of – I don't know if there was a technical issue, but I know Leanne's disappeared. Leanne, all the best to you, and um, I hope to see you again soon. Um, but um, Karen, thank you very much, Steve, for coming on. Michael, thank you very much, Steve, for coming on. Um, again, have a look through the listings. See if there's something that you can you want to watch. Definitely. But all I can say is, once again, show your support, because through this, number one, it will show the companies involved. I mean, we've had companies which are not representing on this version of Comic-Con. Sony... Um, Universal, Paramount, all the rest of them. There are a whole bunch which are not representing. 
We need to show them that this convention is still relevant and that we are still the audience for them to get the word out. That's number one. And number two, this is also important for Comic-Con itself because this could possibly be the model for live streaming panels going forward. Let's hope that we can get that instead of that attempt at Comic-Con uh, on demand that was provided to us a couple of years ago, which was not fun at all. But there we go. Karen, thank you very much indeed for coming on. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you want to promote, anything you want to I, say? I I'll promote one more thing. I didn't I, I didn't see where it was on the schedule, but the Legal Geeks did a panel two years ago with the, the mock uh, court marshal of Pan. They're not doing one? It was fantastic. The best. So I, I'm, I'm looking for that one. It's not in the listings yet, so... I hope they do one, but I, I will be checking that one out. If Keep they an eye on that one. And Michael, anything uh, people can go online to find stuff that you're doing? Oh, uh, you know, I'm still over at Friends at Comic-Con. So, you know, just check us out over in the forum. And, you know, we talk about a lot. Of, in fact, we just put out an article. And I'm going to – I have to put in a plug for my guilty pleasure besides besides this show. That show. Um, yeah. Um, the Order on, on Netflix. It's it's a guilty pleasure. But I, I just – I love that show because it's a mixture of drama, comedy, and horror. And this last season – with went way dark and it, it was a surprise how dark it went and it's fun it's just a fun show the people are having a great time you know and it doesn't help it doesn't hurt that the cast is just good to look at too okay <laughs> it never hurts in my opinion never hurts. fair enough but, at but, some but, point I, I mean the the next thing i'm going to be checking out is uh warrior nun so that's going to be the next thing on my list so that's that's me. But listen, guys, thank you very much indeed for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Next time we see each other, um, IRL, yeah? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Take care. We'll see you soon. Adios. Bye-bye. Oh, and there we go. That's, um, yeah, Karen and Michael. Thank you very much indeed. We've run for a long show, but then again, there's a lot to get into. We always have this when we have the, uh, the panel breakdowns. Um, what do you think? What has been your impression of the panels, is it strong enough? Is it something that still represents what San Diego Comic-Con is? Is there something that you're missing? Is there something you're excited to see? Jump in on uh, comments and down below, not just necessarily on the Q&A, down below. Like, subscribe, hit notifications, and uh, continue to support uh, what we do on An Englishman in San Diego and Talking Con. I'm back again on Wednesday. We've got a special guest, which we'll be announcing in the next couple of days. Um, and also we've got uh, details this week coming out about our Comic-Con after party, which uh, we're getting organizing slowly but surely. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your uh, evening. Thank you very much indeed for watching this very extended episode of Talking Con. Tell us what you think about the panels and tell us if you're excited for SDCC at home in two weeks' time. From myself to you, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.